the White House, President Eisenhower signs the proclamation that makes Alaska's entry into the Union official, nearly 92 years after Lincoln's Secretary of State bought the territory from the Russian Tsar for $7 million. The Alaska Wild Project podcast is brought to you by the following sponsors. Barney Sports Chalet, supplying hunters with the best hand-selected gear since 1963. The exclusive home of Frontier Gear, built for the rugged Alaskan terrain. Your one-stop shop for all your outdoor needs. Visit Barney's today at 906 West Northern Lights. Big Rays, the Alaskan outfitter, committed to outfitting Alaskans across the state since 1947. Whether you're a recreator, parent, guide, or corporate buyer, Big Rays has the gear you need tailored for Alaska's harsh conditions. Check out their new exclusive line of Aurolic waders. Big Rays for all your outdoor gear and rugged work attire. BigRays.com Tailored Restoration 24-Hour Emergency Home Services. Helping Alaskans restore their dreams since 1972. Services include fire, water, mold, post-emergency cleaning, repair, and remodeling. Give them a call in Anchorage, Eagle River, Matsu, or Fairbanks. Hit them up at tailoredrestorationalaska.com. Total Truck and Alaska Overlander, Alaska's premier supplier for custom automotive accessories and overlanding products, providing all-inclusive rental vehicles and trailers custom outfitted to explore the Alaskan backcountry with a unique and convenient traveling experience. TheTreehouseAK.com located at 341 Boniface Parkway, Alaska's own and grown cannabis and CBD store. Ask the bud tender what the strain of the day is to get your 10% off. The Treehouse, where the culture lives. AKO Farms, located in Sitka, Alaska, built from the ground up with concentrates as their single motivation, with exclusive products such as their sugar wax, full spectrum diamond sauce cards, and more. Ask your local bud tender about AKO. Marijuana has intoxicating effects and may be habit-forming and addictive. Marijuana impairs concentration, coordination, and judgment. Do not operate a vehicle or machinery under the influence. There are health risks associated with consumption of marijuana. For the use of only by adults 21 and older, keep out of the reach of children, and marijuana should not be used by women who are pregnant or breastfeeding. Lawn Pro AK, Alaska's year-round professional property maintenance team. Services include weekly lawn care, custom landscaping, fertilizing, weed control, turf repair, and more. Schedule your free estimate at lawnproak.com. Alaska's OG Cider Company, Double Shovel, crafting gluten-free colonial-style ciders, founded as a healthier non-inflammatory brew option. Drop by their pop-and tap room in Anchorage off of 58th and Arctic or visit the second location in Kodiak. Double Shovel, award-winning ciders. Alaska Mining and Diving Supply, located in Anchorage, is our go-to for powder sleds and utility rigs. Whether you're in the mountains with the flat bill bros, running trap lines, or hauling freight, they have the selection to get you dialed from peaks to the valleys. Find them on Commercial Drive or akmining.com. Let's go. Okay. Oh, sweet. Yeah, it's my track. The Costco. That's my Did Eddie race the Costco? Uh, Reddy has Eddie has raced the Cusco a couple, I think at least one time, and he finished top five, I believe. Did well, he, he didn't do it this, do it this past. No, not not this year. He, I was texting him the whole weekend, and he was. I would be like, I think this is what's going to happen, and then he'd just like blow my mind with like you know the predictions that he had for the race, which were all pretty accurate, and uh, just kind of bouncing ideas back and forth of what we thought who was going to win that race because Ryan Reddington jumped out in like a super aggressive first run. It's a hundred miles long, 
you know, that's like kind of what's unique about the Cusco. It's, it's got these long, flat runs, and it's usually windy and kind of variable conditions. And, you know, he went out way in front, and, you know, my brother was like, I think Ryan's got this in the bag. And then you text Eddie, and he's like, nah, there's – I think he's going to not be able to keep up this pace. And sure enough, he did finish, had a great race. He finished like sixth or seventh place, Ryan. But, you know, he was two hours ahead yeah. in the first 10 hours or something. I mean, maybe not two hours, but he was way up there. And the dogs just wore out or? Um, well, you know, yeah, he went 12 miles an hour for 100 miles, which, I mean, there's something to be said for, yeah, maybe the dogs go a little slower later on. But, you know, sometimes the front of the pack has the best trail. And it breaks down for everyone behind you. You know, it, it's not like it. It was just a, I guess, kind of a bold move, but not necessarily the wrong move. But it just didn't work out. You know, this particular year for him. But he, I don't think he had ever raced that. You know, he's a defending Iditarod champion. He'd never raced the Cusco. Yeah. So he's like, I mean, I was really excited to be there. I bet, and I'm gonna win this thing. And yeah, he, top ten is really impressive. It's one of the most competitive mid. It might be the most competitive mid distance race. Yeah. Isn't that the highest purse? Yeah, per mile. Per yeah. mile on that one? Yeah, the winner got like 20. Oh, fucking 20, Mr. 000. Fat Guy over here, bud. Okay, there you <laughs> oh, go. I, I've, been, I've been listening to okay. uh, Sean's podcast, right. man. So you get some knowledge on that. What's the like? purse? Uh, yeah, it's. I think it was. 28? Well, 28,500 for the winner. Huh? Huh? And then I think. I can't remember what the whole total purse was, but it was one or two hundred. I think maybe like 200,000. I don't know. It's a really well funded. 200,000? I don't know. I don't. I don't feel. I know it's at least. Right, six we got. Figures. We got stack yeah, guys gonna know. Google it real quick. Yeah. <laughs> just, just some facts checks on that. I, yeah. I'm curious. Is there some uh, sneaky Harbaugh type shit that oh, goes down? Yeah. And I did a lot. Like, are people like filming other people's kennels? Maybe checking their uh, race Which Harbaugh times. Harbaugh did that. No, I'm just. I mean, Harbaugh's probably the latest person that got in trouble for some sort of oh, like the stealing for trying to yeah stealing signs or watching you know. practice or you know what you could say whoever. What are yeah. some other Harbaugh, famous cheapers? I did not have knowledge of that. The Listen, fun. dude, just because you're a Minnesota guy, the Houston Astros stole the World Series from the Dodgers. Okay, yeah, there's yeah, another that's one. A big one. Belichick yeah, you know, too, didn't they, he get something? Yeah, they had like the video cameras in the trash cans and shit. Yeah, yeah. it's been going on since yeah. the Deflate Gate. Yeah. The flake right. gate. Yeah. Yeah. Flake it's gate like they're, yeah. they're like teaching their dogs <laughs> like a certain stride, you know, and it's like their patented stride, and then they like sneak the camera and they're like, <laughs> oh, that's how they teach them that stride. Yeah. Have you heard of anything like that? I mean, there's definitely, I, I wouldn't say in, in that light. No, not necessarily. You can film them training. I think just getting like the general picture from everybody, and some people are a little bit more guarded about how they're training their dogs mm. and how they've gotten to their success, and some people are super open book. Just like, yeah, this you should try this, and they share, you know, oh, okay. pretty willing. Uh, so some way. are secretive and some are like whatever. Yeah, I mean, the reality is, is you can see, oh, so and so did this with their dogs this year, and then you go and do that exact same thing. And what do you probably, mean you could see it? You did that know. like there's an app or something. You could see like what they did in the race. You oh, okay. Know? And like, then just like you, check you end f- up hearing like how people's training season went. You know, like are they lower mileage, higher mileage? You know, and and there's no right or wrong way to do it. You need to at least have like fifteen hundred miles or something. I gotcha. mean, it used to be a thousand miles was enough, but they were also running the Iditarod in like fourteen, fifteen days. And now it's like ten. Yeah, right. So, is there any um, that you know of or may suspect of? Uh, um, what's the guy I want to say, dude? Brock Lesnar ish. 
maybe juicing up off the dope. Oh yeah, there, there was, I mean, there was like a. Uh, oh, someone's been caught up. Oh um, yeah, yeah. They, they. I mean, they have tested. Uh, they test every, at the end of every race. Uh, oh, they do. They, they randomly test I the dogs, and they do test uh, the mushers. Um, mushers have popped positives uh, in the past, but you know, we we. It's a really gentle. It's a really gentle public image, or fragile public image that mushing has. Mm. You know, that's always like an <clears throat> uphill battle yeah. to like just get it uh, to you know people from florida or whatever you see the dogs running at negative 20 degrees and it you know you know what they're thinking yeah, yeah. and you're always defending that and so you know if something that actually is kind of corrupt happens it's tough to just air it out and uh you know because it's kind of like a private i don't know there's it's like it's, it feels like a mushing um it's kind of like small community you know yeah. and it's like I don't know. It, it's like your home, and you want to keep your home's, you know, drama maybe a little bit more yeah. in your home, and not yeah. tell your neighbors about it. In the and locker so room, you got to be careful, kind of what, you know, as you, representing the mushing scene, that what the Iditarod, you know, wants to share with the public, and what they maybe need to handle with from mm. within. All right. So what I'm hearing is snitches get stitches. <laughs> it's, it, you know, there's, there's just been lots of drama around mushing yeah. that I kind of somewhat know and I, somewhat don't, and you know, so it's yeah. tough to speak on. I they just yeah. sent they just sent Rip in there. The fuck, yeah, the, I did Rod Rip. <laughs> I, I think the last one that was like publicized was the um, like the lance armstrong-esque blood doping that they're they're talking about was maybe happening to some dogs do you, you remember that that was like four years ago yeah i don't want to name because sure i don't know that if. had had like tested pause their dogs had tested positive for a painkiller which you're not allowed to give dogs painkillers during but they don't even really improve your like right it's not dog's performance mm. if I you give them that like it's not gonna they're not gonna do better um what? What I was specifically talking about was they that the person had, and I don't think they got proven guilty at all for this, but they they were they were they were, it was suspected that they were like pulling the blood and oxygenating it and then putting it back in. Oh, doing some PRP, like, like some serious the, Lance like Armstrong, the Lance Armstrong shit. Oh. But I, I think that was probably not. Real. There's a lab in Kivalina. I heard they're over there stopping. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, man, that, the, if you can get the funding to pull something yeah, like that no off, shit. you know, you might. I don't know. That's that's impressive. I from remember a financial perspective. I now. remember like yeah. seeing an interview with the musher, and he was like, "What are you talking about? Like that's crazy, huh?" All right. Well, yeah. I'm consider me intrigued. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know enough to speak on it. You know, somebody's got this like sneaky spawning ground creek. Or like spot or, or certain kind of fish that they get. Ooh, yeah. You know, it's oh, got they the feed right their oil dogs content. Only it's got that. the right, yeah. Just everything levels, or it's just like, oh yeah, my dog. It has the extra Japanese power plant. Something like yeah, something fish in, in there. Something's in those fish that give them the extra juice. Yeah, yeah. a fourth leg. A fifth uh, leg. The K three Hundo uh, is two hundred fifty k. That's the, the winning. No, that's the overall. Oh in, shit! In, in prizes, in first place twenty eight. It's twenty five. Yeah, like, well, twenty thousand. Twenty five thousand, I think, is like the average. Kind yeah, of I think it. this year was it varies because yeah. just based on how their fundraising goes. Mm -hmm. But this year was twenty eight five, and like second place is only a couple thousand dollars less. Or oh, like, that's not you know, bad. So if you get like tenth place, you're still making like eight or nine grand. Yeah, I've got tenth place making okay six thousand mm. when it's two hundred fifty thousand. So top ten finish, you're within six k. <clears throat> so I mean, and yeah, okay. I mean, if you, I think that top twenty. Top twenty, maybe we're in the money this year. 
and there was 23 mushers so I, th- I think probably a few scratched and yeah, so everybody even last place is getting like two or two grand yeah know, and two grand is there an entry covers. fee oh yeah yeah there's definitely an entry fee i don't remember exactly how much it is it probably is about to be said here by J- uh jack uh, was it no you're that's jack i'm brandon all right brandon and jack we, we just we met we want the know. we yeah. want entry the uh, fee. Oh, entry okay. fee entry fee to the cusco um but yeah, that you know, it's an expensive race to fly to. You find twelve dogs or plus there, and yourself and your gear. And I think they use like com- uh, air car- air cargo with Alaska. No, so it's just expe- it's oh, you're not making no money. To There's Bethel no money to be made. Well, the from? guy that uh, to Bethel, yeah, yeah, yeah and okay. and the guy that won lives in Bethel. But uh, I mean, he's also running Iditarod like home most field years. advantage. See, he was out there staking the trail. Well, he's, I mean, yeah, he, but he travels with his trail. dogs to other races, though. He does, yeah. Right? So his so general cost go. of living of his life on a day to day basis is probably way more expensive than right. yeah. people flying to Bethel for a weekend. Yeah, for sure. Uh, 400. 400. 400 bucks? Yeah, is for entry fee like for the Cusco. I think yeah. it's because they know how expensive it is to get mm. there. Like, that's a pretty cheap entry. What's that Iditarod entry? It's uh, four grand. Four grand? Yeah, that really? Was a lot. But it's like a thousand miles of trail and twenty two checkpoints and there's like dozens of veterinarians and Yeah, they're paying out. there's a bunch yeah, of a lot of, a lot of all different places. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot of and heat. it's a pretty good deal. I mean four grand heat? for like a vet at every checkpoint. Yeah. yeah. You know, that's pretty sweet alone. Man, that's a great point. It's paying for it. We never really there. talked about that kind of yeah. detail. Um in our other coverage or conversations with that. I didn't think about like every checkpoint I actually had a legit yeah person to care they for like a dog. fly in from all over the world just because i mean i don't know i don't know it, it's it's a, i would love to talk to more of them and i have talked mm. to a few but i think it's really cool from a veterinary veterinarian's perspective to go and see these athletes that are in like the prime condition of their life like doing what they love yeah and when they went on it like day-to-day basis as most veterinarians at a veterinary cl- clinic are dealing with they're not dealing with world-class athletes. They're dealing with a little yeah. Shih Tzu or yeah. a Bichon Frise that has teary eyes or whatever. you know. And now they get <laughs> yeah. to go see this, this dog just that ran duck, 300 yeah. miles in yeah. three days. And look, his tail's wagging, and he's rolling around in the snow. Yeah. And you're feeling how jacked the dog is. And, and uh, it, you know, it's just a, I think it's super educational for them. Mm. And there's then there's, you know, for a rookie veterinarian to come in and learn from these vets that have been doing it for years. And so it's a... I think it's a really uh, cool that they come up here, you know, and volunteer their time yeah. to, oh, to awesome. learn more. How many say? Would you, so, man, so <coughs> I did it. How many checkpoints are there? Um, Twenty-two has been what is said in the past. It's probably more like nineteen nowadays. Uh, depends on the southern and northern route, and there's been one or two removed, I think. Um, but yeah, that's that's a lot of checkpoints. That every single one has uh, liquid methanol, like heat. You know, mm. for cooking your dog, cooking water and making food for yourself or your dogs or anything that you make, you just need to make water hot. And then bale of straw, one whole bale per team, per checkpoint. And then they're flying out like 2,000 pounds, 1,500 to 2,000 pounds of dog food, human food, gear, booties, all yeah. that stuff that you, you're for the race that you need that you're picking up at each checkpoint gets flown out there and by i think ryan air and you know yeah that i mean that's, that's expensive logistics yeah yeah that's a lot of, a lot of weight and a lot of places it has to go so that's what they probably got like 20 uh 15? yeah i want to say you know, at least 20 yeah one I mean, per each 
Or would they leapfrog maybe? Mm, oh, yeah, they might leapfrog some of them. Yeah. You probably don't need one at the end. <coughs> at the beginning. No, they definitely you know? got... They Sean, got you got a there. connection with one? Um, yes, uh, like the head vets. Like I know a few a few different veterinarians. Yeah, I mean, one. there's a couple vets that are running the Iditarod. Oh, you know, good. That's oh, like, that's cool. Like I think uh, Jessica Clake is... She's so... She grew up in Bethel. Sure, she's family of mushing. Um, she's finished the Iditarod a couple of times. And she then... Uh, she she finished the Cusco like before she was eighteen. You know, ran it. Wow. That's like a really tough race. Yeah, and she got you know special permission to be able to do that and ran some qualifying races. Um, and you know, so she's a really talented musher. And then she left and she got her veterinary degree and came back and and got her own kennel started. You know, she got married. She's now had a kid. She's ran. I did her out a couple times. Uh, it's just an interesting perspective because I think she gets into some checkpoints and, and people don't like vets don't know she's a vet. You know, they might not, they've never been in the mushing scene sometimes. Oh, sure. Right. They don't right. really know right. who she right. is. Yeah. And she's yeah. like got this, uh, you know, the book, the book side, you know, the classroom side and she, you know, has a clinic and then she's also come at it from like grew up in mushing. You yeah, know, so so like check the right. Victoral element. <laughs> <laughs> we need two CCs. Cobuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, huh? Well, I'd, yeah, I was just curious to see if we can, might be able to get a uh, get connected with a a vet, a vet, yeah, yeah. That'd be uh, cool, and, man. and get that side of the mushing world. Yeah, or just um, an animal Alaska vet, like a remote. Yeah, just the things yeah, that you deal cool. with and challenges and unique. Yeah, it's a good idea. Stuff that you know, I'm sure only some veteran veterinarians would dream of if yeah. they really love animals. You know. Yeah, like uh, Nina Hansen, she's done the Quest 1000 and, and Quest 300 in Copper Basin, like for I don't know seven or eight or nine years, and yeah, she's yeah, she's like a really good. There's there's some when you see her t- looking at your team, as uh, I'll, I'll take a Alaskan Seltzer, please and thank you, um, but. You know, when I see Nina Hansen, if she's checking my team, you know, I'm like, I'm like, oh, she's is a wealth of knowledge, you know, and, and 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 every veterinarian is, but you know, she's seen these dogs within a thousand mile race. It's mm. it's a special thing. You don't get to see dogs 500 miles into a trip that often, even if you're in the mushing world. It's only when you're running the Iditarod. It's only when you're running the Quest. The Quest isn't happening anymore. That's a thousand mile event that hasn't happened in a few years. And, Why is that? Um, <clears throat> COVID's kind of began. COVID nineteen was the straw that broke broke the camel's back. Oh jeez! You know, as it is with a lot of stuff. That's uh, bullshit. Yeah, you know, and I think Alaska and Canada had some. There's like a, a Yukon Quest Alaska side, and then a Yukon Quest Canada side, and they have to, of course, an international race. They got to right. coordinate. Yeah, uh, and I think there's like some managerial differences or on the administrative Canadian side. I mean. I think they're both doing great events. I've t- I've actually am good friends with the musher representative. I'm not, I guess, not great friends, but Aaron Peck. You know, he ran the Iditarod a couple times, more than a couple times, and he he's you know part of the Canadian Quest. And it sounds like a pretty special thing they got going oh, they, on. Oh, so, so they started their own thing over there. Yeah. So they hit the border and come back. So they're crossing. Well, they are. See, they already had. <laughs> yeah. Well, they, they don't do a thousand anymore. They do like four hundred okay. ish, mm. and they just kind of make it one way. And uh, yeah, it's sounds like we need the Alaska Quest. Yeah, the Alaska Quest is pretty badass. I did the Alaska Quest three hundred, and you know it goes up over Rosebud is a famous summit, and on the trail and Eagle Summit, and 
yeah. it's like you you're you're you have the fear of god and yeah, like we're going into this because there's just so many stories and and it's it it's un, understandable why there's so many stories it's a pretty big mountain to take 12 dogs up yeah scary and so are they still doing that one so the, the 300 is happening there's a i think there's a longer one that's like maybe 350 400 and then there's they say have three events for each side there's it's a crazy weekend this is coming up like next weekend okay and it's like there's basically six events happening in that weekend you know one of them's an 80 mile race but there's another mm. there's a couple that are mid-distance and so yeah it, it's going to be i'm going to be glued to trying to keep up with everything as best i can and the, the coolest thing about the canadian quest is they're doing mandatory rest that is you can take at the checkpoints or on the trail oh which is never really you can done. rest on the trail you can rest on the trail and it counts as part of your mandatory rest wow. so they oh. make they have like it's a you know 400 <coughs> plus mile race and you got to take, I think, 38 hours. But there's runs that are way longer than 50 or 60 miles and where you would it would be more beneficial for your team to stop on the trail instead of running 80 miles straight, which gotcha. can just kind of right. take the wind out of your sails a little bit. And gotcha. So it, it's, an, it's a kind of experimental, kind of in research development. They did it last year. I've just heard about it this winter from Aaron. And I'm excited to kind of follow and see how that works because, you know, you don't have, like, checkers. Yeah, don't like, tell Harbaugh about this. <laughs> yeah, Harbaugh, you could definitely – I feel like there's <laughs> there's room for some debauchery in there. There's room for, you know – Yep, I'm resting. I'm when does resting. the rest start? When does it end? Yeah. Yeah, how do you – As soon as you pull in. You know, it's pinging this GPS that's not super, like – Yeah. They have a couple different ones on the sleds. But, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Yeah. The GPS huh. ones are pretty cool, though you can kind of see when they start moving again and how accurate That's do you true. think they are? They're, they're pretty accurate, but there's almost every race. There's always something that goes awry. Something's off a little bit. You know, mm. somebody's like way off the trail or someone's going like 20 miles an hour and you're like, what? Um, but <laughs> you know, 90%, 90% of them work pretty, pretty well. Like on the copper basin this year, I thought one was broken because you saw this guy, like mushing like way off the trail and i was like what this must be just a tracker thing turns out he like turned onto like the one trail that is out there in the copper basin which is most of that entire race is just like put in for the race that trail and but he found some other trail and he mushed out way off he got pretty far off and then he turned his team he got it's all like in reception out there you know you you uh you can call from the trail and so they called him and, and just kept calling him like, yo, man, you're like on the wrong trail. And he was like super <laughs> sleep deprived. It was the last run. You know? oh, yeah. no. He's like 60 hours into this thing. And, oh. and he's a, a rookie. Uh, you know, he's, he was 61. He's 61 years old. He just started mushing two years ago. And it's a cool story. This guy, I can't remember his name, but he uh, turned his team around. He actually met up with Hunter, who was running with the same group of dogs, but in, in the race, but, you know, they have two different teams. Mm. And they he kind of caravanned with him to the finish, so it was like an extra fifteen miles of running on what, on what was already like a pretty long run. Yeah, and he I was I was I thought his race was over. I think everybody did, and no, but his t- his team like never lost speed, and you know just kept on moving. Damn. So how are you keeping track? What you said you're like going to be watching and try to yeah. How they, are you doing well, like, that? The, every race has a website. You know some some races their websites are. A little bit more um 
like a Facebook page. Okay. You know, sometimes that's just what they got going on. It's like, and so they're just doing status updates, you know. And the, but then they'll put a, the every race required. You got to have almost every race is going to have a GPS tracker on the sled, and the GPS tracker then that means it's going to ping to some website that they'll give you the link for. Oh, so okay. you got to find it on the Facebook page of the race, or you find it on the their official website. And there's some some races have great websites and super organized, and other times I'm really trying to find it, but. Yeah, that's the easiest way to follow it. And then you hope somebody's posting some kind of pictures and videos. You know, it's just the gotcha. start that you see and the finish. Yeah. It's hard to see, like, <laughs> out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, the yeah. actual racing. Uh, Are so, you paying for the, the GPS access like you do for the Iditarod? No, it's, there's okay. n- really no uh, other race that requires you to pay, but the, it's like the Iditarod is providing way more than the gps yeah. right? it's worth it it's 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 awesome it's, yeah it's badass if you haven't done this yet the listeners should totally buy it's what 15 bucks or something yeah, it's something and it, it might have gone up a little bit but yeah it's, you have real-time access to the data basically yeah. seeing see the gps you can, i need to do like a i should put together like a orientation on like because it's kind of tough to you're watching you're like all right sick like this guy's on the trail there's eddie he's at mile 212 all right i guess i'll press refresh oh he's still there it's like it's just not you know okay it's like well what are you seeing like seeing not not quite a nascar race (laughs) you know just do this for like nine or ten days you know it's it's it's, you got to kind of figure out you can you can there's ways to break down like how their run went how smooth it was how many times they stopped you can see how fast they're going you can see like when they're last you know, their thing last pinged yeah. might look like they're in head in front, but they actually, the person that's behind them didn't, hasn't pinged in like 15 minutes, Yeah, you know? So there's the things to look at, but yeah. Do you do like, and if you don't, I think you should, you know how like Joe Rogan does like fight companion and he's like watching the show oh, or watching yeah. the fights and yeah. he's talking about it. You should do we, we kind of did it with, I did a ride. Like we're experimenting with it last year and this year, I'm actually going out onto the trail, so I can't really help. You got your phone, man. You know, I got my phone. You know, I'm, I'm going to be a reporter, bro. Yeah, I'm, man, I'm, I'm I am. I'm going to be like working for Iditarod Insider during oh, the race okay. and helping out with. I don't know. I, 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 I haven't learned a whole lot. I don't know a ton of information, but I'm basically running a live feed for like the website. Oh, and, right on. You know, the, it's, oh, that's a lot of pressure. I didn't feel any pressure until <laughs> you said that. You know? uh, no pressure. No, there's no lot of people watching now. <laughs> no, no, is there not? Um, I'm surprised, actually. Well, it makes sense. There's not like a musher that's like, you know, social media savvy. Oh, it, definitely. And they yeah. have their TikTok and they're like, I'm passing mile 97. Yeah, like on it. You know what I mean? So people like, then then you'd have video of like what's going on, at least in their little section. Yeah, there's definitely some savvy social media mushers for sure. I think the Oops. best one, the best mushers are usually not the best at social media, but like you're starting to see that kind of that uh, th- that gap narrow a little bit. Like th- there's better content as each year goes by. People yeah. understand you kind of need that, you know, mm-hmm. for, if you want to get su- supported yeah. by your fans, um, you know, the more content you can give them, the better. Just go so. live the whole time. It's yeah, people, dude, my buddy, my buddy Matt Pavelio, <laughs> he loves going Facebook Live. He's not a dinner on veteran, but he'll he'll be going live like during the copper race, and he was out there like, yeah, it's three a.m. right now. I'm like, <laughs> oh really? Yeah, oh, I love yeah, that. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Just oh, hold on to the awesome. slip. Uh, 
Yeah, uh, just hold on. Or just have a drone follow you, you know? Yeah, yeah. That, no, okay, there's people doing this. It's starting. It's it's happening. Okay, but it's, it's, happening. it's tricky. You know, it's a tricky scene that mushing, you know, it's tough. It's, it's tough. It's tough to get it big. I think know? that's what it needs, though, to create excitement. Yes. And yeah. someone like yourself that's so connected and knows so many of the mushers already, be like, all right, you're going to take, um, I forgot who you just said, his, who did you just say the musher was on it? What? I'm um, live Facebook from Matt, Oh, yeah, Matt. Matt. Yeah. Oh, so Matt like, Pelaya. you're going to share Matt's thing on your feed, on YouTube nightly, whatever you're doing, or, you know what I mean? And then just like, get excited so that people can get excited about yeah, it. Yeah, I, I do like the idea of the live stream and, and, you know, I think next, maybe next year we go for something like that. It, uh, my brother is my co-host, right? So he's living in Atlanta and I, sometimes I get a little lost, like talking about mushing, you know, I'm like talking with my other mushing buddy. And then we start talking about like specific places and dogs and Brennan's like, dude, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. And, and, uh, <clears throat> so he's, he's, I think he's gotten a lot of compliments from listeners because he kind of, he's, he's bridging the gap between me and talking to Eddie or talking to whoever, and then people that are kind of just learning how to pronounce the word mush sure. in Oklahoma. And you're, you know, talking about hoarfrost or talking about moguls or something. And he's like, dude, what are moguls? Like, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. you need yeah, someone who's yeah. going to ask the questions that and the I'm average just, person. Yeah. yeah. Cause you got to just ramble on like, just oh, yeah, assume people know what you're talking about. Yeah. I, I, and the thing is, I literally learned these things like five years ago. Like, <laughs> I'm not, like, I grew up here, dude. Yeah. I'm from Atlanta. Like I showed up here like, well, I don't know, you know what a tussock is. I'm still kind of like second guessing what it is. No, I, yeah. Yeah. I had a quick fact check. Uh, Deborah uh, Bicknell, 2013, took the wrong trail. Uh, Near Roan. Into Roan. Into Roan. I've gotten lost there before, too. Yeah, so she, like, the marshal, I guess, was tracking her. And she, he was, like, about to pull the plug. And she's like, he's like, wait a minute. She could still get into Roan within the right time frame. And so, I guess he, like, had the choice and he kept her alive. And then obviously she linked up with her teammate. So it's Deborah. It was a, a female, sixty-one-year-old rookie. And, and sixty-one-year-old rookie. Yeah. Is that is that sound? Is that so sound she right? got lost going into Rhone. And yeah, that, that was like the next. She lost her team, or she like lost. No, the trail. like she, she lost the trail. Team. She that, that that as you mentioned before, she just took the wrong trail. Yeah. But she still saved it, like you nice. mentioned earlier. Like okay, the marshal decided that uh, oh she can still. Is that she's still in the race? Yeah, that was the for back the, of the beer pack. rod. Yeah, that was for the um, what was that race, Sean? That round should be I did a rod. Yeah, yeah. that, that Ro- was I did a rod. Ro- oh, was that during her I did a rod run? So it's a oh, se- I didn't get that similar far. story. Well, if round uh, is is part of it. Then uh, yeah. Oh, I guess so. Randy Pat. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, <laughs> I thought that was kind of funny. Do you remember? Um, man, it, it was the it was probably six years ago. The uh, it was the dude from Girdwood. He was gonna win Nick Petit, yeah he was gonna win and uh man we were all rooting for him and uh i forget the dude that was behind me i think he's the norwegian uh i think it was 2018 oh it was a your awesome yes yeah yeah yeah, awesome yeah, yeah. 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 he's a swede uh, that must have been 20 18 i think yeah, yeah he's a, he's 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 norwegian i think yeah okay norwegian. It was, this was heartbreaking because yeah because he nick is his name the girdwood dude Petit, yeah. yeah Petit. this dude 
is like killing it through the worst blizzard like he's gonna fucking win like no one can catch this dude there's no way he had he had he made it past the last checkpoint right or did he have one more because it was on the gulf yeah it was on like on the the sea ice yeah the sea ice, and it was between shack tulik and um koyuk which is like the famous run that really truly crosses the Norton Rice. Sound. Yep, yep. And uh, so he's up in lead, and uh, yeah, I guess. And you know, I'm on the GPS because oh, yeah, I'm in this story, right? With all the other guys on the sl- that worked at the slope on the time, we all get that app, right? Like okay. it, we all talk about it for the whole week, you know. And it and and it's cool watching was watching the Iditarod when there's like blizzards and you're on the North Slope because you're like, oh, dude, this sucks, but they're in worse shit than us right now. And this dude goes like 40 miles down the wrong room yeah it was a veered off two or three hour way off in a crazy blizzard and uh i mean i think he had like a six hour lead or something yeah he had a pretty healthy lead he did have it in the bag he could have he had the faster team you know yeah it was he just had to stay on the trail and went off the trail he had the i mean that that dog team that he had for like three or four years he literally won like almost every single event that he was in from uh, and then just got dominant set. he was like he had two i think he had two i did her odds one of one of them where he was way up in front in the same area and it happened the next year i think so he was he was up in front the first year and with that you that you were following and you're talking about and then the next year he got up there and I guess, you know, I don't know what exactly happened, but, you know, basically just kind of stopped moving. That's And right. he had to turn around and go back yep. and, like, end his race. Right. The dogs he, quit, right? Yeah, the dogs kind of quit. Yeah, yeah. I remember you that. You know, for one reason or another. Right. And, and so he was up in front. Yeah. Two, so that's the same dog team, same exact, almost exact spot on the trail, you know. And I don't know what that does, does to the psyche of a team. You know, yeah. it's complicated. I'm sure he turned, hopefully, you know, turn things around for the team whether or not it was within the race or after the race mm-hmm. but yeah um he's back he's back and he's been continuing to push through i think he's got younger dogs now that are developing and so he's been not as easily in the front of these races as he was right in those mm-hmm. years yeah you know, when he had probably the best and fastest team in the sport but that doesn't mean almost almost never does the team that has the best dog team win win that did or I. Yeah. it like almost never happens it's it's usually they you know musher makes a mistake or and it's not even like their fault they just kind of i think i'm gonna take my six hour break here and then it just i should have taken it there and it's just like yeah you know there's just so many variables it's a thousand miles it's just it's like you know you make one bad decision of course you you know and sometimes you get away with it or or a rookie falls asleep uh, that's how I've heard that does. I've, I, mean, I fell asleep a bunch out there too. I, you know, that's tough. Well, yeah, I have, we we have a. I I put in our agenda a video of you uh, when you were mushing. Uh, oh, Daniel's got it up right here, and I, I was kind of watching, and I don't know what kind of speed this is. I'm thinking it's like, you know, well below ten miles an hour, and uh, 2021. And I'm like, I could see why just it's so quiet and just humming along. And if the dogs aren't yipping, like it's like you're riding a car in the, and in just the dark. Asleep. Yeah, and you're like you're in the baby seat. Yeah, it just it's, it's, seems like it'd be so easy. 
Yeah, this is this is the first run, and it's, it's such a fun run. There's so many there's so many people that are you know obviously as you can see that are snow machines. Who's, who's video in here, your brother? This is Kale Casey. Oh. Uh, Kale oh, yeah. has been doing live feeds. This is I've never here seen this. Go. This you is hilarious. Yeah, I was probably sweating. Uh, what about right. your boy yeah, with the high vis? We <laughs> homie with the high vis. Uh, oh, yeah. Wait, where's that? What right, right to your, front to your right right shoulder? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you remember that? A little bit of a onesie. <laughs> oh my gosh! A little spanking his ass at you. <laughs> <laughs> That's nice. Yeah, I saw. I ran into a, a bunch of friends in that stretch uh, stretch of the trail and. And yeah, that that's a really fun run. And yeah, you know that's that's when everything's like a breath of fresh air, or just like a like take a deep breath, and you're thinking, you know, man, I I I am finally left the start line. Like yeah, it's just such a now you can race to now. Get to the, I mean, even it, I for me, I wasn't even think I I did have like kind of an idea that maybe oh, I'd be sick if I like finished in the top twenty or something. But then. You get out there and you know, I pull my first all nighter. I'm like, God damn it! All right, this, this is, I forgot. This is you know, for some people it's it's easy. It's a vacation. I'm not like, I'm not like the tough. I I feel like I am like an average Joe that just like stumbled into the Iditarod and ran it. Like, I'm not like an endurance guy. Like I grew up playing tennis. You know, I'm just not like I'm not the guy. But I like I like being out there on the trail. And I you know I wasn't I'm, I can't do that competitive thing i just i love just taking just the extra hour and just you know? do it. <laughs> take the extra hour you know you don't have to like worry as much about because as the the more competitive you get the higher the you know the the smaller the margin for error is you know right. whereas if i take these extra hours of rest things can still go awry and they did for me but you know it makes things a little bit easier a little more fun and and uh, maybe, maybe I would, I, I am a competitive guy, but I, you know, they're dog, they're the dogs, you know, and I'm, I don't know. It's, 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 like a, it's a tricky thing. Yeah. I, 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 I've never been accused of being in a rush out there. That's why his dogs are always smiling. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> you got a happy, happy team, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those tongues are out there alone. It was, dude, I they're was, smiling. You're smiling. Like, damn, they're just having fun out here. Yeah. We, we, we did. I, I, you know, I wanted to be like in the middle, at least not in the back, you know? Yeah. And yeah. I did have a time in the first I did a ride. That I ran, it was uh, I was like running Jeff King's A team. He had gotten sick in the last minute, and I took his place. So this team is like trained up to like to potentially win the Iditarod. And, and we're talking about you being thrusted <laughs> into the Iditarod in twenty one, right? Twenty twenty. This was uh, twenty twenty. Okay. And uh, I I get to the Shack Tulik, which is like six or seven hundred miles plus in, and my teams are like rolling around on in the snow they're humping each other they're wrestling and stuff and like everybody else teams like bedded down like you know and and they're like the mushers are looking at me like dude like what are you doing waiting here like you should continue on you know i'm like oh because I mean, I, I, you want i'm always wondering am i giving him enough rest and then it was like in that moment i was like oh i'm giving him way too much rest <laughs> <laughs> i'm giving him way too much rest so that's what that's what i learned you know but you never see it you know, no, no. what are they gonna look like 700 miles in you don't know you're yeah, figuring yeah, it out it's yeah. the first time sure, you know? sure. 600 miles and humping yeah around humping each other <laughs> <laughs> i was just yeah. envisioning that dude all these dogs all 
and neatly laying embedded in little balls of dog, and then uh, you got this little ruffian bunch comes in, all just fully rested. Yeah, oh, <laughs> they, were, yeah. they were just fine. <laughs> Should have uh, humped the great, other teams. Dude. Yeah, that would that would be your Belichick move right there. Have them wear out the other teams. <laughs> <laughs> Just got a one rogue one that goes around humping everything. It's, it's, it's happening out there. I promise you. There's, there's Spring one that's in heat. All kind of, well, yeah. yeah. I, mean, I mean, sure. Of course. You never they're know if they're going to they're gonna be in heat or not, you know? You yeah. can't time the shit out. Yeah, and, and so that's why a lot of, like, the Dallas's, I had all dudes on my team. And it <laughs> wasn't a problem, you know? Uh, but, yeah, Jeff, we had females. They, I didn't have that many issues with it, but. You, you mean there's definitely puppies that are have been created on the Iditarod Trail <laughs> every single year. That's how you get those you good know, genetics. Something. You're hoping, like, oh, just do the damn thing, and then maybe you'll, like, get back to work or whatever. Sometimes it works, and sometimes it doesn't. But. Yeah, it's, yeah. Sometimes a, 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 a pup finds a second wind, just yeah. gets one off, like, he's, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, ready yeah, to go. Or he's just wore out. <laughs> or he's Got to put him in the slide. He's done. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Like, <laughs> yo, give me a cigarette. <laughs> He's on the next <laughs> the nap care from Bethel, just on trail. his way back to town. Cigarette is not on <laughs> Oh, let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. <laughs> Barney's Sports Chalet, supplying hunters and outdoor enthusiasts with the highest quality gear and equipment since they opened their doors in 1963. Barney's carries exclusive brands such as Alpaca Rafts, Sitka Sims, XO Mountain Gear, Hilleberg, and much more. Barney's prides themselves with keeping a huge stock on hand of various top-of-the-line tents, footwear, sleeping bags, optics, cross-country skis, just to name a few. Barney's is also the exclusive retailer of Montana Knives, Seek Outside, Kafaru, Stone Glacier, and their in-house brand, Frontier Gear of Alaska. Barney's has a superior selection of top-rated boots, sleeping bags, dry bags, mountaineering gear, electronics, and accessories. Need freeze-dried food or mountain snacks? They got that too. Barney's now has an amazing new paperback catalog available for in-store pickup or online order. Visit them today at barneysports.com or even better, stop by the store in Anchorage at 906 West Northern Lights. If you want the best, there's only one name in the game, Barney's Sports Chalet. Alaska Mining and Diving Supply, located in Anchorage for 47 years, has expanded three stores. The main store, the largest Skidoo sled dealer in North America, also has Can-Am, Sea-Doo, Climb, Suzuki Outboards, Honda Outboards, Generators and Snowboards, Kingfisher Boats, and so much more. Alaska Motorsports and Equipment just next door, which was previously Anchorage Suzuki Arctic Cat. For all your Arctic Cat, Suzuki ATV, Asvarna, Generac, Mahindra Tractor, and now Argo Pro and Sasquatch needs. And to round it out, also next door, the brand new Alaska Mining Superstore for the largest selection of recreational and light commercial mining equipment anywhere, period. The Treehouse AK, your one-stop dispensary located at 341 Boniface Parkway. When you pull up to the Treehouse, you'll notice the beautifully hand-drawn art by Alaska's own Ted Kim. Once you get inside, you're gonna see many of the same people that have been there since they opened. The bud tenders know you and what you like and what new product you should be checking out. The store is super clean and the music's always on point. The Treehouse and local owner Josh Boots is a staple in the cannabis culture through his music, community givebacks, and a lifetime desire to bring the people of Alaska the best products available. 
The treehouse always has at least 25 strains available, and they're all shown prominently deli style in clear, openable jars so you can see and smell your options. Other products include edibles, concentrates, vape carts, pre-rolls, flour, dab rigs, and anything else you need, they got it. They also have some pretty sick merchandise for sale. Check out thetreehouseak.com, or better yet, stop by the treehouse today and get started on their loyalty program. Remember, you must be 21 years of age to enter their store. The Treehouse, where the culture lives. Before we uh, get back, I want to just remind everybody that uh, upcoming Friday, February 16th, we have the draw results party we are having at Double Shovel Cider Company. Mm, Good reminder. Uh, We got uh, prizes, giveaways, trivia. Come uh, moose call competition. Come brag about what you drew, what you didn't draw. Uh, mm-hmm. Come remind us about your donation to the department. We ha- we'll have uh, some budget, and we'll have like the normal cider selection. Plus, we have some really like hoppy IPA like ciders right now. So oh, those cool. beer drinkers will have something to drink, and then uh, we have a graph, which is a, um, a collab with Magnetic North that'll be there. So, Sweet. which is like a half beer, half cider. So there'll be some oh, wow. something oh, for everybody. Half man, okay. half amazing. Yeah, oh, I might have to make sure I got a. DD, What's a, a food truck too? Be there. I believe, somebody there? I believe so. We, we're going to have to look that up. Okay. But, See what um, we got? Yeah. yeah, we're going to have a food truck. Yeah, we got some prizes coming in from some sponsors and other people right now. It's I think it's going to end up being a fun event. So if you're around, come check it out. Yeah. I've, if you I'd, draw something, come tell us what you got. Yeah, I only put in for a caribou, I think. Yeah, I, and then uh, the Denali one. I don't know. I'm not, as you can tell, I don't know. You did 13 and then they, yeah, yeah. Then they closed it. Or did you end up drawing it? Or? Um, I I mean I, I'm don't we find out on February? 16th? Yeah. Oh, he doesn't know yet. He put in. Well, there wasn't a Denali caribou this year, was there? But maybe put in for another caribou. He, he might have done the Talkeet one. one. Mm. The five ninety. I need to. Yeah, I need to. I need to. I need oh. to stop talking about it because <laughs> yeah, you're starting to find out how little I know. <laughs> so, I have a. I have a. a a question for you it's further down in the agenda but um since we're on it you had a hold on a second oh so we'll, yeah. we'll have house of Berea there which is oh, super, still sorry super sorry. fucking bomb still talking about and then that. uh daniel oh. and i were just talking about it earlier is this you know this is gonna be at the expansion at double shovel mm. and the expansion room Please expand on this is uh can be your private event area too so like this is a private mm. event that we're having right but uh but also, um, like, if someone wants to, like, have a workshop in there or, you know, uh, team builder or, you know, their nonprofit. I did my 40th place. birthday. Yeah, your 40th birthday. Like, so mm-hmm. this, the the expansion is uh, one of the cheapest rentals you can get in Anchorage for, like, whatever you want. Wedding reception or whatever. I mean, it have to be a real small one. Rookie but, um, of the year yeah, party. Rookie of the year party mm. would be perfect. I did a odd winter party. So, yeah, hit up, hit up, hit up really uh, Double Shovel if you uh, want to rent well a space. Done. So yeah. What is off limits? What do you mean? As far as types of parties. A rave? I think there's... Is there any off limits? I think there's some <laughs> off limits. <laughs> <laughs> Could we do a treehouse... <laughs> Tasting? <laughs> How's the you ventilation know what I mean? in there? <laughs> okay, good ventilation. We'll just close that barn door. Yeah, just we'll just open the garage door, I guess. Is that like outside, a conflict right? of interest with Amco? It's like you're mixing the two things. Yeah. And is there a public place you're allowed to enjoy yet? Um, 
Somebody did a plan. Yeah. Pal- Pally of the Moon, know. dude. <laughs> yeah, d- have you been downtown? <laughs> have you been downtown? <laughs> park, dude. Have you can bring needles and everything. I mean, it's just everybody's doing shit. Yeah. You can. <laughs> Marijuana is the least of our concerns down there, okay? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> any tent. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I saw a post uh, of Folly and uh, you're carrying a moose quarter. Mm. And I was like, oh, did you get invited to come along and pack some meat? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I got Okay. And um, we did a like fly out, float back thing that was. Oh, uh, what? It was awesome. It was the, my buddy's like lives in Denali and he's just scheming these things up for a couple years. And, uh, and yeah, we, you know, I, I'm still kind of learning. And we went out there and we had a bunch of people it's that all had there, yeah. tags or, you know, there, there was a couple right people within any bull. Uh, yeah, I tried out the Fu Manchu for that trip. I don't know why. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, that was really cool. We, it was it was like really challenging physically, and and uh, I had never uh, you know done anything like that. So uh, we've gone back, and we've we ended up uh, getting uh, my buddy got a caribou a couple days after that, and helped him with that, and then we did it again this year. We had, and this uh, girl on our trip, she got a she had an any bull tag, and she got like a forty seven inch bull and we you know it was it was super this year was super easy we had the the bull came got down it was literally a quarter mile downhill walk to camp oh, and i was oh, just like perfect. oh this is like we were literally like we we were back at camp drinking beers around the fire at like 3 p.m you know, <laughs> oh, like, yeah. you know and best, we had just best got the best beer right there out. yeah it was great <laughs> yeah that's way cool you got Can't to experience that though well it sounds to me like you came to alaska <clears throat> And just like dove straight in, yeah, head first. Like I'm gonna do this, yeah, yeah. Like I what's sure what was? Can you can we backtrack and be like, <laughs> what what sparked you? You're sitting in Atlanta and you're like, you know what? I'm gonna travel four thousand miles. I'm gonna go pretty I'm far. Gonna go north to Alaska. This is the play. Yeah. And now I, I uh, and you know. do they have a treehouse down there? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I came out to Alaska and uh, because my aunt and uncle live up here. And, uh, you know, I called them and asked if I could visit for a couple weeks. And they spent the last 20-plus years uh, summers at their fi- uh, set net fishing site on the southern end of Kodiak. And so I called to visit for a couple weeks. And they're like, we're going to be, like, all the way, like, way. And I, I had no idea what, like, remote Kodiak means. <laughs> yeah, what's that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I was like, okay, I get, and you know, and they said, why don't you just come up for the summer and you can just w- be our deckhand and do whatever, you know? And, and I was mm. like, okay, yeah. I had like, I just graduated college. I was kind of like, do I really want to go like get the nine to five? Yeah. I'm lazy. Put a suit know, on. Let's go. Like, <laughs> get yeah. the resume out. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, or I could just go to Alaska for a couple months and see what happens. So yeah, we went there. Remember him saying like, yeah, just tell him you're in Underwood. They'll know what that means. Like when you get the Kodiak. And I was like, what do you, what do you mean? Like how popular of a guy are you? And it's like, oh, comes to find out you're flying into Akiak, a village of 49 people. And you're like, oh, okay. So they, they know, you know, so it was, it was, you know, drinking water out of a Creek and they're slapping a deer on the, on the kitchen table and they were catching salmon and, you know, all every day. And, and it was like, it was the most salmon, most fish I've ever caught times of infinity, you know, 
And then I was like, yeah, it was just like an epic fishing year, right, guys? And they were like, this was like one of the worst fishing <laughs> years we've ever had. And I was like, oh, okay. Oh, yeah, this is bad. Okay. Hold on. In Atlanta, you weren't slaying the bows and the silver and the <laughs> salmon? No, no, no salmon. No, no nothing. I, there's, you know, catfish and, and bass or something. You're noodling down You're there, the right? Game I, just, I was just going to the pool, man. So, <laughs> I, wasn't, I wasn't fishing. I still am not like – I've done commercial fishing now three summers. I just did Bristol Bay for the first time last summer, and that was – like you said diving head first into the alaska thing i was like all right let's try bristol bay out you know people keep on yelling at me about how good it is okay sure let's do it and i had a buddy that bought a boat and and you know went out there and i was like wow this is you know what i was doing in kodiak was super chill super (laughs) super chill and it was like still the hardest work i'd ever done and it was just super mellow we'd go out we'd check the net We'd come back, we'd have lunch, we'd go back out in the afternoon, pick the net, deliver the fish. You know, it was like a nine to five in paradise. It was awesome. And yeah, then after two summers, I was like, I did did one summer, went back to Atlanta. I remember I was, I got a job as a substitute teacher at like a low income high school teaching Spanish. And I was like, I hate my life. (laughs) (laughs) I need to leave this. I wasn't George's fault, but I blamed it on Atlanta anyways. And I like, I was like, I'm going back to Kodiak. I did that again. And then I was like, all right, let me try winter. I've never like done winter, like anywhere on planet earth. You know, mm. I mean, you, you might, it probably reached here. Like when the last time it snowed in Atlanta significantly, like the entire city shut down for two days, you know, and it was two inches of snow. So that's me. And, and I was like, well, let me just try winter up here. See what these guys are doing. <laughs> so, you know, maybe I can learn a thing or two from these guys up here. But, and, and where in Kodiak? And this was no, so I, I was Fairbanks. My cousins. <laughs> well, actually, it's going to forty below. A real, real winter. Believe it or not, my so I talked to my cousins about. Firstly, you think like Alaska things. Like we've done commercial fishing. Like what's the next thing as a visitor that you're thinking gotcha. is Alaskan as hell? If you got a list going, it's we'll go crabbing or crabbing. All right, well I'm not doing that. You know, <laughs> yeah. What's next on the list? Mushing. Boom, mushing. Oh, okay. Uh, you know, you like I learned about the Iditarod briefly. Hold on. Literally. So you're only on step two. Step two of what? Of your Alaska list of what you're about to do. Yeah, sure. you yeah. went commercial fishing and now mushing. There's more levels to this game. Oh, yeah. Yeah, right? there's 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 levels. There's, I'm, still fig- I'm still pretty green in some ways and in other ways, like, incredibly more experienced than a lot of people that grew up here. And then, and I'm still like figuring out what caribou tag I put in for. So, <laughs> you know, it's like, I, I don't know. It's like, it's a step by step process. Yeah, here, I don't right? know, man. <laughs> I'll know when they mail it. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. I guess I'm supposed to find out a double shovel on the side. <laughs> <laughs> Bartender for sure. Let me know. For sure. There, I'll, I'll figure it out. <laughs> Actually, That's we can tell you, you what you got or what you didn't yeah, get. Yeah, I'll, I'll yeah. look you up yeah. in about five minutes after they come Actually, out. you know what would be really cool? I just thought about this. We'll get back but like people that put in and they got like put it up on the tv like what yeah, people oh, got yeah, like yeah, let's look yeah, up your yeah. name who oh, you got oh yeah, you got oh, yeah okay uh, you know what i'm saying just oh, have you, the website open one. ready Here's to pull it don't even check all day until the the whole day yeah, that would be so fine. hard yeah you, you know what i'm gonna send you text no, wait, you can't you, even look you don't <laughs> you know what i'm gonna problem, dude. listen can we address this actually i'm gonna tell okay i'm gonna tell you guys what i'm gonna do but you guys you go first i want to address the i can't even wake up 
oh, yeah. and look for myself without getting four to five texts. You didn't get anything. You didn't get anything. <laughs> or if you fucking, God forget, if yep. you get something, dude, you got like 20. Congratulations, yep. man. That's fucking awesome. <laughs> you bastard. It's like ruining the hockey game for yeah, me. Like, totally. I don't want to know the score of the game. Oh. You know what I'm saying? Or whatever, basketball or whatever. I don't. I want to watch the game. I want to look for myself. Yeah. And no. Yeah. Fuck. I, if even, if I know you. my bro got something, I wait a little bit, then I send them a text and I ask them, did you get anything? Even though I already know. And then uh, they get to tell me see, and they're fucking pumped. Oh, unless you they know? didn't get something. Well, then I don't send anything to them. Because I already yeah, looked I them up, you know? I'm going to send Sean one at 6 a.m. when I wake up on Friday. Actually, they don't release, and that's the thing, too. That like, people, you got to wait until like 10 o'clock in the morning Yeah, it's not it's not right away. Yeah, it's. Uh, I've been up at like five a.m. Just like refresh, refresh, refresh. 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 <laughs> I think it's supposed refresh. to be at refresh. eight a.m. or something. Whenever the no, fishing it's game later. Opens. It's like it's like nine, eight, nine. Okay, let me ask you this. <coughs> we got way off topic here, but this is yeah. some Alaska no, shit good, too. This good. might be level three for you. All right, getting in the hunting game. This guy's gonna be a guide here in five years. Yeah, yes. <laughs> yeah. I was packing for an outfit this summer. Lou <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Who is the second and third person you check after yourself? I check. Oh, I check my one. brother and dad, and then uh, yeah, and then Jake. It what used to be my, well, years ago it was my hunting crew, my moose, my moose party crew. Yeah, it's the same here. Yeah, so it's like my, my cousin, yeah. my buddy Eric, his dad, Bruce. Mm. So it's like those are my initials. Yeah. See if we got that. Yeah. That tag. Yeah, probably Jake, and then you. Yeah. Nice. I can't wait. I'm, I just know I'm not getting shit. I'm not going to look. I'm excited for somebody else. <clears throat> I'm not going to look. You're not going to look? All day. I'm going to let somebody else let me know. Oh, really? I'm always like I'm always like finding out first guy. I'm like, I'm just going to let it ride. Yeah, and if right. somebody's like, man, sorry, bro. Sorry you didn't get anything. I'm like, oh, there's my answer. But or then somebody's you're gonna like, look. bro. Did but then you're going to go look to just double nope. check. Oh, no, I'll look. Once someone tells me something, I'll look. Second somebody gives me something, I'm going to look, but I'm not going to look for myself. So. I'm just going to wake up that morning and be like, congratulations, Brandon. You know what? I bet you could go all the way to the party if you texted all the homies and be like, hey, man, we're, we're going to see who's got what at the party. Don't text me. Or if you look at it, don't tell me. It's going to be some one-off person that sends it, dude. Ruins and it for ruins everyone. It. It'll be like yeah. some dude you haven't talked to in seven years, yeah. and he, they just, like, were bored all day. Yeah, just checking everyone. That's what you do. That's what I, I look at everyone <laughs> I know, Well, um, 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 Oscar Outdoor Council, Caleb. Caleb. He checks, like, Steve Renella's and shit. And I'm like, whoa, dang, I don't even, I don't even think about, like, mm. a hunting celebrity guy's. That's a good idea. Yeah. yeah. I was like, oh, shit. Like, Arnold Schwarzenegger, did you get a caribou? Just <laughs> <laughs> putting in names. <laughs> like, uh, or I wonder who, like, just scrolls down the whole list. Ooh, that's a long list. Ooh, take you a long time. Yeah. You got too much time on your hands. You remember when that. it was in the paper? Yeah, that was Whoa. great, man. I don't. Yeah, I did. When it was in the paper, you got a permit, usually, it felt like. Didn't it? It, it was Back only then? the people that got... Well, no, I, I just mean like it, it was more frequent that you felt like you got permits back in those days. Oh, not me, dude. Not me. I've got definitely gotten. Well, I've only had four. So, and I always but. knew, and I always knew people that lived in small communities that got permits. Like my family that That's lives in cool. Valdez, motherfuckers always got permits. Mm. Somebody got something every year. 
every the, single year. And I was like, man, is that because they live in a small town? They're, like well, their odds are better because they're only going, it's six permits, but for each town, you know. Oh, so. is that kind of how that? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. There was something going on, though, dude. There, there was is something, something going, going on, on and yeah. we need to get someone in here. No, no, back then. We, just, I, that now, used now, to that we need to get someone in here that used to work there. Yeah. 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 That's right. That's oh, like in the 90s so we can really figure it out? I think no, they, some disgruntled person like the last five years. Like, I want someone the, laid off for COVID I want or the fucking tea. Listen, the if you worked at ADFNG and you had a part of the draw results, <laughs> we want to interview you. Yeah, I want like the Jim Harbaugh edition. Yeah. Uh, like, we need the facts. So people need to know what's going on. Patreon only. This would be Patreon only. <laughs> uh, there's just a hacker that goes in there and makes the list. Yeah. Okay, Sean. So you told us when you came in here, you hiked up um, over there and did some skiing at uh, Alpenglow. Alpen, Arctic Valley, Arctic Valley. Alpenglow. <clears throat> okay, so did you know to ski before you came? No. So you learned to ski. Okay, you're you're making quite a list hey, here. Yeah, it's a pretty list good list. Yeah. yeah. What leads me to what is there some more items on the list? Oh, uh, man, you know, I I need to start making some more money because the more items, you know, it gets more expensive. But, you know, I've, I've messed around with, with snow machining, you know, that's a pretty fun scene. And, uh, you know, I've got, gotten to go on some f fun little expeditions with my friends, and uh, I would like to get one of those, you know, but then you got to get a, you know, you got to get a truck and a trailer and mm -hmm. this and that and the other. So, you know, I don't know. Um, what about mine? Mining, yeah, mining. yeah. I've got I got a couple friends that are into that. You know, I don't know. It doesn't doesn't sound like on at, at the surface like it would be something I'm into. Yeah, you know, I don't know. You know so like fixing tractors all day, <laughs> <laughs> just maintaining everything yeah. around you yeah. all the time. It gets older every year. <laughs> <laughs> just a money pit. You get a nugget. You're like, this might have covered the last. Two months of cost, but you'd be so fucking stoked. <laughs> oh yeah, there. I mean it's it's the best feeling it's like ever. Getting I'm sure. a bison permit, probably. So, so are you, you going to oh, commercial yeah. fish again this summer? I'm I'm like on the fence right now. I'm like it's it's it's, it's a tough it's a tough. I'm having an inner debate. It's good you know? money, huh? Well, you know, last year people weren't stoked on the money, but I was. Yeah, but, you know, it was a low price year yeah. with mm -hmm. a, a lot of fish, but less than it had been in the previous few years. So the people were pissed right but i was like i still made you know 12 grand or whatever in in a couple months but you know if you do like the hourly work and you get it off because you're not, not spending it on anything yeah you kept you keep it you know i'm about to see what the tax situation is here in a couple months though because i <laughs> hope, hope you like, save some <laughs> i mean i have i saved you know but i did it like part of my year was was you know regular work so i'm hoping it kind of cancels out yeah. maybe balance, yeah. balances out some in theory What's uh, something else on the list for him to consider? I I want to I want to get into like not necessarily I'm not sure if I want it to be pack rafting or if I want it to be just regular mm -hmm. rafting, but like doing the fly in and rafting mm -hmm. out on the hunting trip. Yeah, and I, I floated the Grand Canyon last year. Oh yeah, last year, yeah, yeah. It was and last spring, right? It was you get into February. that. We'll be hanging out. Yeah, yeah I, I was like the greatest trip. I the, like want to talk about like what the ideal vacation is. It's that. That is it. It's like low. I mean, firstly, I was surrounded by people that knew things, which is a, a theme that I'm learning in Alaska. Is the, that's the way to go? Yes, you want to be the least experienced in the group, in, in, ideally. 
And then everybody. <laughs> 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 like you sit over Every, there. Yeah. We're going to yeah. take care of this. <laughs> Everyone you know, can save your Are life, you allergic buddy. to anything? Okay. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I've, so I've, I've, I'm learning. I'm, I've been on a number of floats by now, but that was a really epic trip. And, and it was fun to be with a bunch of people that knew how to rescue in whitewater situations. You know, they gave me the lowdown or whatever. But that kind of everybody hit more aggressive the lines and stuff because they knew like they felt very comfortable with dealing with the aftermath of it where so there was actually a ton of carnage but it was everybody in the group was a rafting guide that had done like all the big rivers of the united states you know between the 16 of them and there was just like swimmers all the time through every major <laughs> rafting. It was hilarious. oh wow uh, it was it was did they really let fun. you paddle some? Oh yeah, they they let me. I paddled like a good, a good num several hours uh, on several days, and it was super fun. I I went through like one major rapid. I can't remember the name of it, but uh, they were like, "All right, you just wanna you wanna stay left of this first hole here, and then you kind of wanna kind of pull back right, you know, there, and then you know you want to finish down on the left, you know, a little bit." And I just like went in. I was like, "I got you." No problem at all. <laughs> and then I like completely went straight into like the first hole. You know, we like bounce into it and up above it. And then I did like a full like 360 through the middle of the rapid. Like somehow went through between two rocks and like made it down the rapid. And I was like, <laughs> like that you meant? <laughs> like, That's a fun summer job too if you did a little rafting. Little mm -hmm. guiding, yeah, oh, there's a lot yeah. of a lot, lot of jobs there. Yeah, that, that has crossed my mind. I know it's tough, tough work. Not there's some spots you can get good money, Nidney Nana and Denali, and it's. I've never. I want to do. I want to pay to do the six mile. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, I've never done that. And yeah, don't try to do that on your own. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> I'm, I know, and everybody on my trip was like, "Dude, have you done the six mile?" And I was like, "It's literally an hour from my house," and I'm. No idea to you know existed until <laughs> last year. I've lived here forty four years and been wanting to do it and haven't done it. All right, you done it? Nope, I haven't. See, whole doing. life you done it? I, no? I, I hear it's sketchy. It is. So I, I know this, people that almost died. I have this <clears throat> do yeah, it yourself people. problem, mm. you know, and so I don't. I know I'm not. I like that ready problem. to do good. it, and yeah. uh, I mean maybe I'm, I bet I bet I'm capable. I just don't know the river. D didn't I think um, it's that's one where you go with first time with somebody and then right. yeah. like we're going. Well, didn't um oh uh, badass like speed hiker uh, rafter um Lee Lee uh huh it, like people die on that all the time. Oh yeah, that six mile. Like he was saying, how that one. Time, but I, but yeah, that one guy died. died. Well, just yeah. like when it's net, when it's gnarly yeah. and people go for I it. I think they average yeah. one death a year or something. On I think if you use that sentence, like when it's gnarly, people die. It could be used for like well, a lot true, of things. True, true. <laughs> when it's gnarly, that's when people, people die. Want, <laughs> people want to go out the most, right? <laughs> yeah, it's gnarly. Let's go. My understanding is that there's just like lots of down trees and really narrow like holes mm, you got to fit through and. and yeah, there's this is much smaller water with huge consequences. And right. it's fast. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. And cold. Mm. It's just yeah. it's yeah. gnarly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That all I think all equates to gnarly yeah, when yeah. you yeah. kind of break it down. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I think it would be really fun. I I think like having like a guide that's your buddy that shows it yeah. you yeah. it, so it's not like 
it's still kind of doing it yourself, then I would be in. But I, I don't know. It's so hard for me to be like, I'm going to go pay for the guide. Even we raft all the time, you know? Yeah. Uh, but What's we the don't really do big white water. Uh, we did a Susitna River trip from um, like just below Broad Pass there, like near this Denali State Park that Chulitna put in or something. Mm-hmm. Down to, I think that bridge, that's Parks Highway Bridge. Um, uh, Rabidou. No. No? That's yeah. like just north of Talkeetna. Oh, mm-hmm. to Rabidou. Okay. Yeah, he floated like down to the bridge. Denali to mm. Rabidou. Yeah. So yeah. you come through the canyon and all that right there? Yes. Well, yeah, because I think you can only run the big Sioux up to the canyon, and then it, it necks well, off. Well, the Mahays dudes go through it, don't they? Yeah, but that's where it stops. Yeah. You can't go any further than that. Yeah. Because of the Devil's Canyon or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I've heard the about Devil's that. I like try to I want to learn more about that, but it's like I've been Googling it. Like I've done this it's a cycle I've done the last three, four years. I'm like, Devil's Canyon, let's look it up. <laughs> <laughs> and I like look it up and it's just like, yeah, a couple people died. Da, 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 da. The pictures are like kinda underwhelming of it. You're like, Oh, this is like the unpassable water. But it's like I, I guess it's like two or three miles straight of just like white water. Like, yeah. And it's just and like it's, you can't do it. Yeah. No. But those dudes in those jet boats go it. up it. They go right up in it. Yeah. They like nose up into it. Yeah, the yeah. maze dudes. I, and that's another thing. Lifelong Alaskan, I've never done that. I'd like to do that. I would too. How you far up do they go? Tour though. They to, rally, to Devil's dude. Canyon. They get up to there and that's like, that's where they stop. Oh, okay. Like they can't. You, that's like the furthest jet boatable mm-hmm. pass up the Big Sioux. And then people aren't rafting it? I, I don't know that scene. And you dropped in where? Uh, Chulitna, like oh, the, you, you were you were okay, okay. And, dude, <clears throat> I, that fork. was like my buddy put like mm. so much trust in me. He was like, "Dude, you <laughs> ran the idea ride. You're a total. You're so sick." I was like, "Thanks, man." And then <laughs> you must he's know like, how to raft. You right? should probably be totally fine rafting with zero experience at all. And I like, <laughs> Actually, I think you're right. <laughs> And we got in, and, you know, I was funny because everybody's, like, rigging up the boats. I'm like, I don't know, like, how to rig up a boat. Like, how can I be helpful? And they're just kind of all giving me this, like, dude, just stay the fuck over there, okay? And I'm like, all right. And I'm, like, wearing a Hawaiian shirt because I'm fun. (laughs) You know, I'm a fun guy, you know? And people are, like, wearing their, like, full-on dry suits and, like, helmets and stuff. And I'm like, huh. pretty cool shirt though huh <laughs> yeah i'm ready to go and i get so like and i was i was i was I had a girlfriend at that point it was good times and this might have been straw number one here for our relationship but <laughs> i was like hey this would be so sick babe but just go with my friends on this long 90 mile trip for three days and so I, we start rafting. I'm like, oh, God, this is immediately, like, a terrible idea because it was way faster water than I looked like when I was standing on the bank of the river for <laughs> literally, you know, three hours while people were rigging up. And I, like, we made it literally five to ten minutes. And then I, like, got went up against a sandbar where there was, like, a branch in front of the sandbar and, like, just parked parallel in front of it. And I was like, oh, this I don't know how to get out. I tried to get out of it. I couldn't. So we... Just kind of got off on the sandbar and pretty much, you know, some people came to help, but there's nothing they could do. And so the, we just like watched the, we did not rig to flip, turns out. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and so we watched this thing just flip over. You know, this is a 90 mile trip. We're in five, 10 minutes in. <laughs> right out of the gate. Just dumped this thing over. Yeah, and just watch it just 
we're like you know losing important gear you know <laughs> like this really nice cooler and i i found my homemade cookies so i picked those up that's cool <laughs> <laughs> and so we're like running out of gear is you know my, my ex she hadn't really been through like a something like that before <laughs> so she was pretty rattled and and i was like look like we're all we're out here like we should just like you know the the the, the move was we're going to deflate this sack. raft we'll oh, okay. de- de- deflate this raft we have like six rafts like wait and like just i'll get on a raft you get on a raft and we'll just, just be support crew and yeah you get get on ra- that raft over there okay? <laughs> yeah like way far, <laughs> far one up there <laughs> no <laughs> no she's cool um but you know so yeah then we we went another maybe 10 miles after that and and camped out and then we had to do like two 45 40 mile days or whatever and it was honestly a total blast i had a great time it was really difficult really long days but i don't know i like the embrace the suck you got to do the if you're going to do the i did or odd or go on a hunting trip you kind of have to know yeah. that that's coming at some point you know yeah, that's and right. same yeah. with these float trips you know could so, be the first 10 minutes so what was the other one to sit now um I, did, I i was a pioneer and i went <laughs> I was a total pioneer, and me and my friends this summer went and did the Kenai. Oh, oh nice. yeah. classic, classic! Yeah, we did like the most chill section of it. We like rented pack rafts, and see, like I'm telling you, I'm just a beginner Alaskan here. We rented pack rafts, and we got dry suits, and we were like, we just wanted to do it independently and not be like guided. Yeah. And we like did it. There was like a couple wave trains. And I was like, I got to at least get like in the center of these wave trains because it was kind of boring a little bit, to be honest. Yeah. People were like, you're not fishing? And I was like, <laughs> no, we're hitting the white water. And they're like, <laughs> what do you mean? I was like, oh, I'd rather, I wanted it to be like slightly in over our heads and I felt like we weren't and I was kind of bothering me. You know what I mean? That's funny. So you did the upper? Yeah, we didn't go like, down to the lake or ski yeah, lake or whatever. Yeah, yeah. What I heard was that's kind of spicy. It's, it, you, you would have had more fun. I know, I know yeah, right? it, it, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Just like, you know, figure yeah. it out. Yeah. Not so no, much you should probably be prepared. Right? I oh, you like do it easy with that thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay, with the pack. Yeah. What sucks yeah, is the, the paddle all the way to yeah, the Yeah, to the upper, to, upper ski leg. But they could but just hike You could do it fast. They but could they just, go fast on that, too. That's way faster than a big old raft. Well, if they're in pack rafts, they just hike out to the road, to the um, trip. That's true. Um Ski Lake Loop Trail. Yeah, you know, I've been out there. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so you'd raft out of the river, cruise over to the lakeside, and then hike out of that. Hike as soon as you get to the to lake, lake, hike hike up to the road. Okay, and then instead of go go paddling to the. And then how do you get down to the? Oh, and then just drive down. No, you start up high, and then you get out past the canyon. That's what you're saying, right? You can get you can get out right past the canyon, or you can get out a at, further at the mouth. Mm-hmm. There's a trail. Mm-hmm. Up What's that? Trail? To the road, Ruth's Lake. Mm-hmm. Is that Ruth's Lake? No, it's the Hidden Lake Trail. It's hidden the lake Hidden trail. Lake mm-hmm. Trail. Yeah. It's all burned now, too. Yeah, yeah. So you can see all the bears, and because uh, there's a shit ton. So either one of those spots, there's there's like state parking. Yeah, 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 yeah. Loop yeah, yeah, yeah. Road, so you—that's where you portage your car to yeah. instead of the. But with the pack raft, you could. That'd be so far, dude. It is far on a pack raft. You could totally do it across the lake. Pack raft's not that bad because you can fly on those things. Yeah, I still wouldn't want to. That is so far. That is so far. 
I mean, we paddle that far all the time in big rafts, and in, yeah. in the pack raft would be like three times. Wait till faster. you go on the float trip, bro. You're gonna be. Oh yeah, you no, have to I'll paddle the, across the no, whole. No, 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 no. I'll bring the two point five. Oh, no, two point five. We have spots. a rule for new rafters. Oh, is that what it is? You raft across and packs you, and lake before? Get my fucking delts Did, going. Just as yeah. soon as you can l- paddle backwards. <laughs> yeah. Because when you're floating down a river, is that the right muscle? You're I'm paddling sure backwards. Yeah. So that yeah. it's it's how you become a pro rafter is oh, if you can paddle well. straight across a river backwards, then you can paddle backwards going down the river, okay. which is how you paddle away from danger. I was thinking I'd just ride along and drink beer. Mm. I Bingo. think it's a That's family trip. Now. I'm a vibe guy. I, I bring the vibe. There we go. Vibe guy. I'm sure? rolling the spliffs, dude. I'm there with the spliffs. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Dude, I'm there with. I'm there with. You Brought need a beer. You thirsty, you know? Yeah. Keep everybody hydrated. You know? I'm just there. I get anything you need. You know, if you want, if you need a break, I'll row for a little bit, you know. Yeah, Let's watch this Mahay's Devil's Canyon All right. tour video. Yeah. I want to see if they show some of them rapids up in there. A bunch of old white people. Well, look at how it is, dude. It's like anybody can it go It's like from yeah. 1980. Like they serve beers. What do you think? This is 1991? Uh, might even be newer. Israel Mahay, head captain. We're on the, the Devil's Canyon tour. Getting ready to go up into some class five whitewater. It's a really exciting way to see whitewater. You get right in the middle of it, and it just sounds really exciting. My father is the first one to ever run it. Uh, Look at the captain's suit. The water took the boat, slammed it up against the rock wall. I'll oh, scare all the old people. Oh, that's getting everybody excited about the trip. That's right. Owner and real life Alaskan adventurer Steve Mahay. I want to be the narrator the guy for these. Yeah, that's right. If you follow closely. I was able to successfully make it through. So Steve launched Mahay's Jet Boat Adventures to give ordinary people a one-of-a-kind chance to ride these previously yeah, impossible nice. rapids. We just had to buckle up because we're going into some extreme water. <laughs> Very cool. Yeah. She's got her dark yes. shades on. It's good. Nice and dark. This is 99. This water is rough and raging from the get-go. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to be bumping around a little bit. Are we ready, folks? We're ready. He's got his fucking Tom Cruise shades on and everything, man. Dude, those are ABC belts. Rocket 65 miles upstream. Only 65 miles. Three hour boat ride. Yeah. <laughs> Watch out for the boulders. Fucking white knuckle or what? That's cool that there's all windows all over the place. I know, I want to go on that. What happens when the water is so big die. and so turbulent? That, that doesn't it's die. very difficult for any kind of a craft to go through it. Only with a jet boat can you access these areas. Yeah, wait till I get my solar in, bro. Yeah, climbing up the waterfalls. Against these insane rapids is impressive. Insane rapids. The well, look at that. Part of the river, he actually stops in midstream. So you can take a good look at some of the deadliest water on the planet. I think we found get. something on the checklist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's do Did it. Did you hear what he said safely up the canyon? And uh, this is definitely at least class five white water. And that might even be a, a six out in front of the boat there. Oh, yeah. This jet boat is so powerful. <laughs> this narrator is fucking on it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just hang on to your camera. 
Oh, betcha. Straight from the salty dog oh, to the bigger. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Says we started in Homer and we're all the way up in Duck well, Keaton now. The top of the world. Are they going to go up there or not? No, that was the safest later, spot. No. Back on dry land. I mean, it does seem okay. like pretty it sick. It does look fun It'd still. be sick if it was just the boys, though, and not them. Yeah, a yeah. bachelor party. <laughs> it's a bachelor party. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Boys, we're doing you the maze for your Cisco. Do it yourself, man. You got to do it yourself. <laughs> Bring a couple guests from church and all, you know, just to make it right. I didn't see any beers or nothing, though, man. They got a bartender on there. Yeah. That's what they just, need. They don't have life waters. jackets. <laughs> they true. don't have life jackets. They weren't wearing yeah, life jackets. Not, Damn, not well, sure. very, very, very good uh, observation. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, that's when that thing where, you know, you have the people that know more than you, they didn't have that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so tell us about the. Uh, the podcast man what's the what's yeah. the setup like um you just <laughs> set up it's not this this is so cool there's this table made of this is I mean, this is the spruce. finest spruce live edge yeah. wood bro yeah. me yeah 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 uh i my brother and i i've kind of this backyard you know podcast that we kind of got started because when i was training for i did a ride i'd be on these runs and if i had cell reception and i was kind of in the thrall of 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 training i was like ah it's not that hard to run the dogs if you're not you know you, you can be on the phone and still kind of pay attention you know so i'd call him and and uh we just kind of start talking shit about he's like what do you think about this brent sass guy and i was like oh i don't know well you know he won the yukon quest and da, 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 da. and he's like and lance Mackey, well, who's he you know and, <laughs> and, I, and and so we just have these like great conversations about the mushing world or about you'd ask me questions about the dogs and and so we we started i i stopped mushing for i haven't really been regularly mushing at this point for a couple years and it was kind of it was, that was a fun part of our brotherhood you know keeping us in touch from atlanta to alaska <laughs> and and then we um we thought man you know, there's not really a podcast out there, and I know that no one's asking for a new podcast. There's so many all the time. So but, many. You know, there's there really isn't a mushing podcast that's doing, like, all year-round stuff. It's like, why don't we just start doing it? We can ask some of our mushing buddies, you know, see if they want to be on, and we can just start having these conversations and recording them. And that's what we've been doing for at least a year now. And Brennan's been, like, he's such a huge part of it because – you know, like I said, he kind of bridges the gap from, you know, us talking like we're up here in Alaska and this enclosed circle. And he kind of opens that up to the rest of the world by what he's bringing to the conversation. And, and then, of course, like a lot of the back end stuff, I'm just sitting there like I got the connections. I, I've been doing the thing for a few years. Right. And he's like kind of trying to steer me in this direction to kind of continue making this successful and it's it's just been a, this steady growth it's not you know huge or anything but my favorite part about it is that when i go to these events connect 200 and the copper basin 300 and i see all my mushing buddies they're like super stoked on the podcast and they're the ones running the iditarod you know and mm -hmm. i'm like that's so cool you know it, it, it i think within the mushing scene there's a lot of like they're dumbing it down for someone who's just figured out like what mushing is and what the idea we're not doing that we're just having a regular conversation and 
you know, Brendan's kind of helping. Hey, I, I, what about this part? What is, what is a tussock? What is a mogul? You know, <laughs> and it's just been, um, you know, just trying to consistently getting it done. And we, you know, we got bare bones equipment, bare bones, everything. And it's definitely, you know, not as fine tuned as y'all's situation, but I think we got a nice little community of people that are listening and, and we want it to get it to continue to grow. Maybe we can, you know, make enough money to fly Brennan up here more than once every couple of years and, and go and record some of these things in person more often and have him at the Iditarod start and, and just try to get that a little bit more. It's not monetized, you know, it's just us doing it for fun. Right? Yeah. Yep. Definitely. Yeah. You know, so it's, it's been fun and, uh, people like it and it's a good way for my brother and I to stay connected and, and, uh, you know, people keep telling me you should keep it, keep it rolling. So I'm going to keep it rolling. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I noticed when you, um, you had like a season one, season two, and there was a break in between. Were you commercial fishing? Yeah, I was like okay. eight weeks on the boat. And uh, you couldn't keep producing the show at that point. No, obviously. no. Yeah. We, we, and well, it, it seems was, fitting know, for your show to be like off like in the seasonal, summer. like yeah. a seasonality yeah. to it. You know, mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't mind us continuing through because you just kind of it's hard to you're just going to do better if you're doing it every week. You know, you're going to get more traction and and but no one's really chiming into the mushing scene in July. You know, right now Very it's true. like the peak of people searching the internet for I did around this and Cusco that and yeah, Yukon Quest. And so this is when we can maybe try and get as much traction. But then I went and got myself a job during the I did around <laughs> out on the trail. So I kind of screwed Brendan over and he's but he's got these guests lined up that we've had on Sebastian Schnull and. Dude, and, the greatest uh, hair guy around, yeah. dude. Oh, yeah, I pull this guy yeah. back up, dude. He looks like. Do you see this guy's hair? If there it's was amazing. like a movie, Let me see. A, a movie about Iditarod, like a fiction, a fix, fic, fictional, guy, oh, fictional yeah. movie, yeah. he would right be here, a character. Okay, Sebastian Schnulli. <laughs> Does he have just the Düsseldorf an, an amazing accent too? Oh, it's the most amazing German accent. Wow, dude. see, he just oh, yeah. has it all. Yeah, he he he's uh, second place. I did a rod finisher. Won the Yukon Quest. He's he's uh, incredible. He was an incredible dog musher. He's retired now, and he helps okay. with a lot of events. He's been a I did a rod race judge for a number of uh, years, and and he's helping out with. He lives in the Yukon territory, I believe. So uh, he's helping out with a lot of the races over there. But he's uh, what a cool dude. He's actually yes. like been part of the coverage for the official coverage for the I did a rod in years past. So. It was cool having him on. We had a nice conversation, and so Brennan's bringing a lot of those people back to so that he can have that expertise because he he's still learning, you know, and he can't be sitting there giving like you know solid. He needs he needs someone that's done the thing, you know. Because right. the reality yeah, is, yeah. is he's he's only yeah. been up to Alaska for a couple of weeks, a couple of times, you know. Mm-hmm. And what he reads and sees updates and from mm-hmm. you and, and now else. he's been following i did a rod for all these years in a row he's on like a, an expert level fan of the race and knows how to read this information of what's going on in the trail a lot better than most people can um but the, yeah there's just, just a lot of nuances out there so to bring in someone like sebastian or someone like aaron peck or uh some of these other guys that we hope to have on during the race to kind of see mm. break down what's happening and what's gotcha. going on and we try to, we're going to have way more coverage during the Iditarod than we we're not doing our just our once a week thing we kind of 
start to do these daily Iditarod updates on YouTube and perfect and uh, create some of that YouTube traffic. That's like a whole nother zone of people that I have no idea. Oh, they, yeah. You know, that just come from random parts of the internet. Yeah. And find yeah. us somehow. I'm assuming yeah. there's people that listen from Canada and people that listen from Scandinavia areas. Mm-hmm. Nordic. The, yeah. The old Nordic boys. Oh yeah, yeah. Nordic there's folk. some some folks. Is there? Um, I did a rod fantasy. Oh yeah, big time, and fantasy big mushing. Time. Fantasy really mushing. Question. I mean, not fantasy. big time. You know, it's like is it on DraftKings? Yeah, it, it. You know, we, we got ourselves a little league going. You, you would think ESPN, I'd be like I did a rod. Way better at. Is fantasy, there a square? But I'm not. You got the squares going for the I did a rod. Uh, I think I would like to do a format like that. Where you get the the boys together oh, and the girls, yeah. whatever you know, we buy it on that, and and just do a draft like that style. But this is a fun way to do it, so that it's just like you just go to the website, fantasy mushing, and you can just pick your team and be done with it, and not be a whole thing. And uh, yeah, we've done it the last couple races. I'm not doing that well, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not winning. I should be winning, I think, but I'm not. How about how about Brendan? Is he kicking ass? He's, he's doing. All right, he's in the middle of the pack too. Nice, no, yeah. but we only we only got a few people in, in our little pack. But it's uh, it's been really fun. Um, you know, rooting it gives you a little extra something to root for out there. Yeah. You know? Did you know that that's how Eddie Burke got into sled dog racing? Oh yeah, the table two hundred thing he was doing, and that's right. Do you go to the banquet? Uh, do, I've been to the banquet just, you know, as I want to go to the banquet. A musher. Yeah, we should go. That'll be fun. It's coming up, right? It's like in yeah. two weeks. That's full like suit and tie, too, right? Is that end of bl- February. Black, what do you call that? Black tie? S- s- full suit and fur. I don't know. Suit I don't know fur. about all that. I don't know if it's a full <laughs> suit situation. It's just like dress nice, you know. Yeah. Okay. It's like, but, you know, maybe not a hoodie. Are you going thing. this year? Uh, probably not. No. The Mushing Alaska podcast? Uh, they haven't get reserved our table yet. But no, we we probably won't be there. I'm I, I uh I'm gonna I got other part time work I'm doing and stuff. But we'll we'll be we'll have our online presence and I'll be at the start line and yeah. you know. Have you been to the end party at the end? Any good gnome stories? Um, I my gnome story was real sad, <laughs> really sad story actually. Oh really? It was just like you know I it's my first I did around I scratched, and it was like right before gnome, and uh, so and then it was also during the race covid happened and so like oh, everybody shoot. was freaking out and it, the whole town was completely dead and nothing was open <laughs> so oh, it's just no. like oh you rolled in pretty it was dark like, energy like, over put there. this mask on <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah good job oh, good i rolled in you. i rolled in and they were like oh bummer you scratched you almost finished but you didn't well and you're not getting at least it won't haunt you forever <laughs> and <laughs> and then uh and then you know yeah we I don't know. It was a weird. It was a weird vibe. You know, I had a lot that I was processing, and I, I remember, you know, we were out on the trail a week earlier, and I, I'd be like, they'd be like, "Yeah, dude, you don't want to know what's going on in the real world, man." I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> like, yeah, there's like some sickness spreading around. I'm like, yeah, I mean, like, what do you mean, like SARS or something? It, like, kind of happened and it was kind of a big deal for like a day, and then it wasn't. And I was like, I, I just go to the next checkpoint. We'll hear about it later. And then I got to the next checkpoint. They're like, yeah, the NBA season's canceled. And I was like, fuck. It's real. Okay. 
<laughs> the NBA season. It's like the best scratch doesn't seem so bad. Ever. <laughs> no wonder they is. scratched me, man. Just cancel uh, my season. Uh, all the Hawks fans were like, "Oh, great! Not a losing season." <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. crazy that you were getting the news on the trail. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, no internet out there. I didn't even think about and that. Is it even super a thing, trippy? Dude? The, the, the checkpoints were changing. Like they, you know, at the first few checkpoints are normal, and then you get to the next. Like by the time I got to Shack too, like on the coast, you know, we were in. There's a if just you're familiar at all with Shack too. There. There's there's like a the town that people are living in today, and then there's like an older town that's kind of broken down and dilapidated buildings, and so they just like didn't want us in the regular town, and they put us in the older town, and we they like found this house that was upright with the windows blown out. You know, that had pile eight foot pile of snow in it, and they like shoveled the snow out and made this like makeshift checkpoint that was really cool. Honestly, you know, they grabbed the crappy microwave and you know got some hot water going in there. It was a really cool experience because it was just some random dude from the village that just kind of made this happen. And, yeah, and uh, we all sat down on this like old trashed out trash like dumpster couch that was in there we're just sitting on a couch just like <laughs> hanging out you know it's kind of the middle back of the pack vibe and we're just exchanging stories it's really cool but yeah you know we were people were offering their own little private shack or their own little private home because the regular checkpoints were they're mm. like we can't have them anymore but we That's also cool. can't get you guys like off the high the trail, school shut right? down or whatever that they, they couldn't normally house you in and like the native health is, you know, in those villages is a lot more sensitive, you know, mm, to disease mm -hmm. than at maybe a lot of other parts in the world. So they yeah. were, they were being extra cautious. Everybody was, you know. So it was a weird, it was a weird experience. That aspect of the race sounds well, like you need to redo. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. We well, I might, I might run it back, dude. I don't know. We'll see. I, I I'm not like, I don't want to like. Start calling around and say like, "Hey, I, I need run a run the right next year. Okay. Like, I need it, or else it's Sean's fair. checking back in." Yeah, but I do like want to find a good dog and human situation. You know, where I'm not going to buy my own kennel like Eddie. It's just, it's you can ask you check in with him. He, I'm sure it's, it's got all kinds of hurdles and oh yeah. You know, if you can find, there's so many people that have a bunch of dogs and they're like, "Yeah, dude, take the B team. Just come and help me out for like a year." and do all the other work and we'll help you out financially you pay for a little of this i pay for a little of that that's that's probably more like with the situation i'll be kind of like eddie might have done with aaron mm -hmm. but you know that situation was probably pretty difficult for eddie I, you know want to find like a a good a good dude you know the that i'm whose dogs i'm mushing or a girl or whoever it is and see if i can get back out there before too long because i mean right now is as good a time as any I'm like I don't. I'm just kind of like floating around a little yeah. bit right now. Right, go I'm for it, dude. My roots aren't too deeply planted anywhere, and I'm just kind of like, well, yeah, I could go well, so, rafting, or what, I could go mushing. What's yeah, fun mushing about that approach is that you kind of like go with house chips. Like you, you don't got nothing to lose, right. dude. You're just like, well, you're looking for the experience. You yeah, all like, in your mind. You're not. I mean, it would be cool to win it. I'm sure. I mean, I imagine going in on winning. <laughs> it's like zero percent like, chance. Like well, a, I mean, like but you know, but we, as you alluded to before, with all the the hurdles and and challenges, and then the the margin for error and the stress that goes into that, it's like. But even finish it, it'd be I, great. And you can give me uh, give me as much credit as you want to give me. But the reality is, it, it you know it's just. It's so taxing on the sleep deprivation, man. Oh, I just man. cannot. 
function. Mm. Yeah. And I, even Can you train for that? Are they training for that? I, yeah, I guess. But, like, I don't know. I, like, some, I, I see some of these guys that are probably tripping balls out there, and they're just, like, getting in an interview, and they're like, hey, Ryan, how's it going out there? And, oh, it's doing pretty good. The dogs look uh, they looking uh, like they're moving, clicking along quite nicely. They ate their meals. And, uh, yeah, I really appreciate you asking me these questions. And da-da-da-da-da. I'm like, wow. You are like really well put together. I'm just sitting there with like one eye pointing the wrong <laughs> way. <laughs> you know, I have an interview on YouTube that's 15 minutes long, and it's oh, okay. We gotta pull like, that up. Is that the one with the mask on? You have like a, like I, a I didn't COVID have, mask on. I don't think I What's had a mask search on. For it? Sean Underwood, I did a ride on YouTube. Maybe some people are just born to get no sleep, man. Yeah, I ain't one of them. I'll just run on on fumes. Yeah, man. I was reading some. It's uh, no. Oh yeah, no, that's, that's this is the it. One. Yeah, they did rod interview. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so dude, tell it before we listen to it. Well, there's there's a, a there's a part in it that's like kind of you know in my family iconic in my little family of six you know people or whatever yeah. that like, I so what happened was like the run on one of the runs there there was a helicopter that was like above my head and I was like what a helicopter and the previous year when I scratched I had ridden in a helicopter to get to Nome. And so I was like talking about how I was like, I'm not an helicopter expert, I'm not a black hawk expert, but I'm pretty sure that was a black hawk because I've, I've been in one, you know. And and I was just really super loopy, I had barely slept. I was really excited to see Liz here, is like some a familiar face on the trail. And that's the thing about the Iditarod Connect 200, Cusco 300, Yukon Quest 300 or a thousand, all those races, you see your like people at the checkpoints. And I did a rod. You are like you don't see your. You're not going to see your mom there. You're not going to see your brother there. You're not going to see your wife there. You know you're going to see some dude named Frank. That's like yeah, park your dog team over there. And I'm like oh okay. You know so it's like to see someone even like Liz who I had hung out with two times before. I was like oh it's. I'm an extroverted guy. You know I'm just like. So excited to see Liz. So I, I think I think she wanted a five minute interview, and it was fourteen minutes long. So you're like, keep talking, keep asking questions. <laughs> no, it was fun. Um, to be going back over the, all of those same stretches. How are you feeling about that? Not stoked. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, you just I, oh, I'm just oh, trying shit. to tell myself that future Sean will will figure that out. You know, <laughs> that's not to like Friday or something. So I still got to get to I did a ride. So I'll just worry about getting to Iditarod and then getting to back to over and then getting back here. <laughs> and then maybe we'll uh, hit that, cross that bridge when we get to it, both literally and metaphorically, because literally there was a bunch of bridges over water crossings on there that were <laughs> firstly beautifully constructed. I want to say that, but it's real true. And secondly, there wasn't much room for error there. You really got to nail that bridge perfectly. But yeah. I'm definitely not pumped to hit some of those sections, but not stoked. You know, you can't be sitting dwelling about that. You just gotta focus on the next task. Right, because for as much as you can plan, you know, weather things can change at, at any moment, and you kind of have to be reevaluating constantly. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Skip and, ahead uh, a little bit. It, that, I mean, going back over that's assuming that I'm gonna get through the like next two hundred miles. Section there, exactly. Yeah. Like what? What goes into that? in the air and i was like oh yeah back up 20 seconds okay. side note i was mushing <laughs> up towards the gorge and i heard a helicopter in the air and i was like 
is there a military base nearby? And I don't know about <laughs> helicopters very much, but I was in a Black Hawk last year, so that kind of makes me an expert. And I'm pretty sure that was Black Hawk-ish, what I heard up there. And I was just wondering, like, what's going on? And then I just heard that was Allie's ride. So that just was a cool story. I wanted to say that. Not the, the bridges. Are, like, it's middle of the night, so you like, don't see the bridge. He's like, look, I got 43 minutes of sleep in uh, four days go. right now, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. So what day is oh, that? Fun, that dude. was, I don't know, mile 200, right. day two and a half or three. It, like, dude, honestly, the first couple days are, are sleep dep- deprivation-wise, I find to be the hardest. And then you kind of get into this rhythm of getting an hour nap here. An hour, hour to two hour nap twice a day at my at my rate. Eddie's <laughs> rates maybe, you know, an hour a day total. Um, so yeah, I was I was, but I, then you get the second win. It's daytime, the sun's up, your friends are here, everybody's taking a twenty four hour rest. I was on my twenty four, so that's why I was happy to talk for fifteen minutes. Otherwise, I would have yeah, I wouldn't maybe maybe wouldn't be so keen to talk, but yeah. It was it was a funny. <laughs> so my, I my family made like a bunch of T-shirts of my face. Someone drew of my face. I should have I should have brought you guys. But it's kind of it's a weird thing. We got these T-shirts, and I'm like, do I want to just give people away T-shirts of my face? You know what I mean? It's like, it's I, like, want, I, I want one. You want one? Yeah, oh, yeah. dude, I want one. I'll man. wear the shit out of that yeah, in this awesome. podcast, dude. I'll Hell wear yeah. it to the I did around this That's right. right. I'll wear it to the banquet. <laughs> It's, With a yeah, tie it's, on it's, neck. I don't know. Like I did a rod veteran, Black Hawk expert. You know? <laughs> 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 oh man, we'll be right back. That's break time. <laughs> Big Ray's The Alaskan Outfitter, committed to outfitting Alaskans across the state since 1947. Whether you're a recreator, parent, guide, or corporate buyer, Big Ray's has the gear you need tailored for Alaska's harsh conditions. At Big Ray's, you'll find brands like Carhartt, Grundens, Darn Tough, FXD, Okiware, and more. Big Ray's is your one-stop shop for both outdoor gear and rugged work attire. Check out their new exclusive line of durable but affordable waders, inspired by and named after the majestic Aralik River in remote western Alaska. The Aralik wader was designed by Alaskans and proven for the diverse waters of the last frontier. Visit Big Rays at any of their five locations statewide, two in Anchorage, two in Fairbanks, one in Kodiak, or check them out online at BigRays.com. Tailored Restoration, helping Alaskans turn disasters into new beginnings since 1972. Their 24-hour services include fire, water, mold, post-emergency cleaning, and repairs. Tailored built its reputation with years of committed and reliable service to the community with innovative restoration and home remodeling. When you have an unexpected home issue at the most improbable time, Tailored has an emergency response number with trained professionals available to help you anytime, day or night. Tailored Restoration has locations to serve you in Anchorage, Eagle River, Matsu, or Fairbanks. Give them a call at 907-344-1239 or make an appointment today at tailoredrestorationalaska.com. 
Total Truck, Alaska's premier supplier for custom automotive accessories and Overlander products. If you want to customize your vehicle, talk to the team at Total Truck where you'll find their expertise along with top brands such as ARE, RSI Smart Caps, Goose Gear, Eye Camper, Front Runner, Rigid Lights, Rhino Lining Bed Liners, and everything you need to outfit your truck or SUV. Want to turn your truck into a sleeping option? They have rooftop tents, custom camping equipment, electronics, and solar energy packages to keep you powered up deep in the backcountry. Stop by their store location on Dowling between the new and old Seward Highway or check them out at TotalTruckAK.com. I take a Juno, a Juno Juice. Um, Juno Juice. Yeah, I haven't tried that actually. Uh, just a reminder, guys, uh, February 16th, Friday, 6 to 9 at Double Shovel. We're doing the um, Alaska Draw Hunt Results Party. Uh, we're going to have some trivia out there. We're going to do a moose call competition. So if you think you got that call in you, then um, come on down Bring and see what out. you got. Uh, we got big rays coming with some prizes. Some of the other sponsors that we got, Double Shovel. Um We'll have a bunch of swag and stuff out there. BHA is going to be out there with some mm. merch and uh, sign up for BHA while you're there. If you're not a member yet, um, great organization doing a lot of stuff for uh, public lands up here in Alaska. So be sure to sign up for them when they come out. So it's going to be a good night. It's not going to be any like, you know, biologists telling you facts or anything like that. We're just trying to, you know, drink some ciders and brag if you got something and um, have a good time and do some some trivia. Speaking of trivia, how's your trivia game? Oh, I love trivia, dude. I, w- I watch Jeopardy when oh, I can, shit. and I've been known to go to some trivia nights locally, but I almost always lose at those trivia nights and, and don't answer the questions on Jeopardy. But I love it. I love knowing how little I know. Okay. You're going to fit in perfect. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> high quality in these parts. Well, we, so today we brought um, – dude – I loved nerding out about all the mushing stuff. And so I spent a long time and we have more trivia than normal, but they're all going to be good. <clears throat> all right. This music is amazing. <laughs> oh, shit. Don't get nervous, bro. <laughs> oh, all right. Reed, just talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's more um, like unsolved mysteries, man. Or like, uh, or no, no, he uh, got it right. <laughs> Shit bumps in the truck too. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. So uh, I think I think since we're uh, since, since we're in the the mushing realm on this trivia, Sean, you're gonna have to go last, okay? On each, let, let these other guys guess first. You didn't get me a cider. So uh, I thought he got you a cider. He didn't get me a beer, so I got me a beer. He didn't get a cider. Get a no. cider. Yeah, I got you. No, okay. Read the question. Read the question. All right. So there's this uh, character Zakhov. 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 Yeah. Z a k o v. Z h o k h o v. Zakhov. And Zakhov. Thank you. Is very important. First, in the mushing world okay community at large just very important to mushing okay. let's put it that way so who is this zakov or what is this zakov mm. and why is it important and uh i know why all right and i know who <laughs> all right let's hear zakov is an eastern russian who needed 
to bring the goods from the big cities to the coast during World War II. That's a really good guess. It's not right, but it's really good. All right, Damn, who's this Zakov so, character? I, it, I mean, I would have believed it. I was f- it, dude, fully you, That was really good. I though. thought maybe you read you that want more in details. Book. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I could add more details. Okay. Um, who is he and why is he important? Was that kind of like the main question? It, it's not he is it. Oh, like, it, it. Like whatever it is named after him. Yeah. If the that's character. what it is. The, it is a a living thing. Zakov oh, was a living thing. Mm. So what what was this character? So uh, and yeah. why is it important to mushing? Well, you those those that information changes my answer dramatically because oh, okay. I was going to go to a piece of equipment named after him. Ooh, oh man, there you that go. Been so I want to tell you good. what I was going to say. But I'm right. not, that's not my answer. Right. Was that it was a style of a newly designed sled. Oh, oh, see, there was this like there was this whack ass original <laughs> one that was just dragging snow everywhere, and then yeah. Jack Off came along, and that shit <laughs> fucking <laughs> screaming. <laughs> Right. All right. What's your new? What's your new guess? Um, <laughs> the, this character is the original Sasquatch Yeti of the Iditarod Trail. First Ooh. one ever told. Ooh. Going freaky deaky on you boys. Going freaky oh, yeah. deaky. Okay. He's a character. Character. I. I not a person. It's like a it could have been a person, it, or it could be another thing, another living thing that is actually involved in dog racing. Hmm. Zakov. Oh, he's the first. Hold on, he's no, the no, first no, veterinarian. You already answered. You know, sorry. Got a guy, but I would like a round two across the Bering Strait from Russia to Nome or something. All right. So we go another round of with the second guess. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Let's go around a second time because this is very and interesting. Then, okay. Now I'm gonna go. I'm gonna add a little thing here. Okay. Another so little tip. So this was a living creature. Okay. Creature. So no, human creature. something. Okay. Okay. And yeah. Now you have to tell me when they lived. Like how how long ago they lived. This is okay. any uh, organism could have been. This is it's important. It's important. A lizard. Yeah, but it's okay. important to mushing the sled dogs. Okay, sled dog. I'll go first. Well, you know, mushing. Zakov is what the Russian, <laughs> Eastern Russian <laughs> natives called the god of the Northern Lights. Oh, that's a good to one. guide them through. Okay, the winter nights. Sunless winter nights. Yeah, that's pretty mm. good. That's pretty good. All hell. Guide them through the uh, all right, first name. All hell Zakov. That's the only name. All right, all right. Brandon, something else. Zykov. Zy- top, Zy- top that. Zykov. Zakov. <laughs> no, not Zykov. Jack Zakov. Zakov. Zakov was a spiritual raven. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, <laughs> flew <pretty> over, <laughs> said, mushers. And guided them to their destination I like and that salvation. That's kind of close guess. to what I said, though. Oh, dude. and did you I guys say how, how long ago? Was he Eastern Russian raven? Why do you say he's Eastern he said, Russian he raven? He said it's a goddamn creature. 
All right, okay. so I'm how, gonna, how long I'm ago? I'm Sasquatch oh. to Raven. Okay, my shit's creature this esque. Is, this how is, long ago this was is your guess? Definitely like the 1700s. Seven, so 300 oh, year years now? ago? Yeah. Ooh. And how long ago? Just oh, say how I said many. A, I said a, my shit is. I gave a century. Uh, my shit is going to go 1639. Okay. Mm. Okay. Very uh, specific. I'd say he helped with one of the legs of the serum run yeah, 100 years ago. All right. The what? Oh, did you re-guess your what's your third? That was, that was, my, that guess. was my second, second guess. guess. Oh, okay, that, right. my first guess was right. the Bering Strait right. guy right. that crossed it or something. Your answers are kind of boring, bro. I know. I, I thought we did. Yeah. Yeah. All right, you were, uh, all right. I got. I'm trying to get it right, man. I'm trying got, to be funny. Okay, I got right. a bunch of <laughs> other <laughs> trivia. That's true. Yeah, that is right. I got a bunch of other trivia that we're gonna do. So I'm just gonna answer this one. Okay, okay. How long ago do you think? I'm going to ask one question. How long ago do you think? They first started using sled docks. Oh man, ten thousand years. Oh, it's mm. fucking ancient, dude. Uh, I'm gonna say something BC <laughs> before Jesus himself. That's pretty good. I'll get yeah. a little bit more specific. I'm gonna Please say do. 1668. All right. So uh, for Isn't for a long after? time. We thought that the indigenous people were using them for the last three thousand years, but recent, Ooh, but close. recently, they found the remains of a dog in eastern Ru- Siberia uh, on an island. Zakafa. That oh, shit. And the, the island is Zakaf Island, and the dog's name is Zakaf that they named. That so that's the first sled mm-hmm. dog ever, and it had sled. It had parts for the sled. Trivia is not over, please. Thank preserved, you. right? <laughs> Showing that it was a sled dog, right? Parts of of like the harness or whatever. Okay. It, and it was uh, probably leather. And it was nine thousand five hundred years old. So you're Whoa. right there. So but you yeah. went over the way this works. It's like <laughs> it's Bob prices, right? Yeah. It is prices, right? <laughs> but you did good. But I thought that was cool because I had no oh, idea man. about any huh. of this shit. So, so I didn't know that was Raven was a little An- off. Another cool fact is that they have taken DNA samples from all the best sled dogs in the world. Not all of them, but a lot of the best sled dogs what in the Blanc? world. Did like they get one from these Blanc? are dogs from like Siberia, <laughs> you know, Norway. Canada and United and Alaska, and they have DNA that traces back to this dog. To Zaykov? So, so this dog is like Balto's. Uh, oh, the OG? Balto's great. The great. Mongolian, what's his name? The Not Balto. Balto actually stole the oh, shine. He's the Genghis Khan fucking The right? Genghis Khan true. of fucking Psychos. Damn, dude. So, so that's Zyk- pretty cool. I Zykov. had no idea. How about this? Did you know that Balto stole the shine from the real hero? Togo. Yeah, for real, I did. Man. Do you know the real yeah. hero's name? Togo. Sorry, I blew it. You I, told do, him? I already know. I that said one. it. Oh, okay. I said it out loud. Yeah. Every, Dang, no. that asshole's got a statue downtown too. Yeah. And it's that. Not so Togo. That, that dog Togo is Togo. is uh, is taxidermied and in Wasilla. What? <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. No shit. At dude. Lou Bradley's. Yeah. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> yeah, dude. Thanks, buddy. Oh, is that part of the question? Yeah. Uh, oh, shit. Oh, shit. Okay. 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 Where in Wasilla? Lou Bradley's. No. <laughs> That's a good one though. Where in Wasilla? It's Wasilla High. <laughs> good <laughs> ask. No, uh, where is it? Um boy, that's a really good question. Um here here is the exact question. What famous heroic sled dog was preserved and is on display at And this is what we have to answer. And this is what you guys can look forward to on February sixteenth 
that double shovel. He's in the sportsman's warehouse. <laughs> there you go. That's actually a really good guess. You, you know where he's at? <laughs> yeah, I did around headquarters. Yeah, that's right. Oh, that's way cool. Oh, yeah. Damn, man. Yeah. Is it, how far is that from sportsman's warehouse? As a crow flies. Like, headquarters is like a mile from like As a Zaka flies. <laughs> All right, here's a Not cool either. one. So why and when were the French the earliest European adopters of sled dog? Why and of, when? Of dog sledding. Why were the, yeah, why and when were the French the earliest European adopters of dog sledding? I'm going to say to transport prostitutes to the edge of the line for World War <laughs> One, whatever year that was. Hell Fucking yeah! I so hope to God that is what the answer is. Can I get one of those? He's trying yeah. to get zinned out. You like that answer? I do. Wow! Can That's I get a bonus place for the most creative? Damn man! Like if we could do You're a big chest them. bump right now, I'm yeah. doing right now. Uh, okay. Why did they adopt? In World War One, what's the date on that? That's like 1918. 20. Oh man, they were they were. Dog mushing way before the that. The French were? The yeah. French, bro. Okay. We're not talking French. about the Mongolians. <laughs> well, it's a Nordic place, snow. France, I mean, they, had to, uh, they had to transport I guess they shit do that a lot mountain of mountain passes yeah, and things like that. The Alps like, and stuff. Yeah. All that, yeah. Um, it was for uh, mail. They, Ooh, they transported letters and mail to remote areas through uh, Would you, you know, say love letters? Remote friends. Okay, when when did, when did they Maybe. do that then? When uh, that would have been, ooh, they were doing that back in uh, they were doing that I mean, back in 1895. 1895. All right, 1895. Spring. May 16, 1895. All the machinery was struggling in the snow in the deep how. And so mm. they got some dogs. Mm. They didn't have snow machines quite figured out yet. I'm thinking they got some dogs to move some stuff around. It's good. light and tight. Before you give the answer, I want to just say that this trivia is brought to you by Mayer's Small Batch wow. Salsa that you can find at Brow Chicken Brown and coming soon to our website, LascoWildProject.com, the Wainwright Reaper. Let me tell you. It is the best salsa you've ever had. In it's your life. so good. Okay. It's incredible. It's, it's incredible. Actually, it, is, it is actually no joke. I had some homies come through here the other Friday. A couple beers were just catching up. They happened to be in the neighborhood. Cracked that open, and they could not stop eating it. I'm it's like, so okay, good, it's not dude. just me. And that's just some fresh-ass dudes that haven't been eating stuff. And if you win stumbled this in here. trivia, you will go home today with a Wayne Wright Reaper bottle. Of small batch mayor salsa. Oh my god, Sean! Dreams do come true. Brendan, yeah, that's yes. so good, man. Send one to Brendan. And the verdict is shout out to Brendan. All right, though. shout out to Brendan. Dude. Shout out yeah, to Brendan. man. We got to get him up here. Yeah, we got to get him. We should to call get him. To see his trivia games. Good. What do you, what Maybe do you after this, after this trivia, we'll give him a little. Yeah, that'd be cool. He's, Random he, call. I'm, I'm be impressed if he was uh, if he was. Awake. We'll see if he answers. We'll try him. How yeah, about that? One on a.m. There. It's actually he's in Utah right now. Ooh. Work conference. We'll FaceTime him. Yeah, there. You Let's go. see if he answers. You know he's uncomfortably laying in a hotel bed. that's super cold. And no, you should text him and be like, "Hey, you're about love. to get a FaceTime. Be Just ready. See what happens. Be ready. Norvac is coming. What are you up to, brother? 
All right, the French were early adopters of dog sledding when they began to colonize Canada in the 1600s. As oh, hunters and trappers, yeah, they naturally naturally took cues from the native Iroquois hunters who had used dogs for those same purposes for centuries. That makes a I lot of I totally didn't sense. even think about what was the year? Hudson Bay and all that stuff. Yeah, the French, the French uh, the grapes the grapes were good i said 1895 so I everyone was 200 years off mm, you hate so, to see it how did the term mushing <laughs> i wish i had some salsa come to be Ooh. the term mushing how did that come to be who mm. i'm gonna let i'm gonna you already know the answer you think you know the answer? What, what is, I don't know. You know, what, maybe. my you question, come up my with question is: What is grand? mushing? <laughs> what is mushing in uh, like native tongue, which is probably multiple different dialects? Yeah, I don't. I don't know. You know? Yeah. Like the Inuit. Something to do. Some, oh, just throwing some stuff well, out. Well, that's the, mean, probably one of the mushing cultures. Wow, well, come on with some facts. I like it. I got so, facts. Somebody remembered the shit they learned in high school. I like it. I read. That's good. I should read more. Have you read the Alaska book by Michener? You should if you haven't. So good, you got dude. to. Dude. Right. It's just called Alaska. Michener's the author. The Audible it's, is better. Really? Yeah. Dude, I'm having a fucking problem. I I just got to admit it's something. It's too long. To. I'm not talking about that. I read it. I love because I like to be in my own head. I tried an audio book, and the first audio book I ever tried is Ordinary Wolves by Seth Kantner. Mm-hmm. Isn't that an Who we want to have on the show. Oh, that yeah. would be so cool. But the audio, I don't know, man. It wasn't I'm having good. a problem. Oh, well, like, I can't. It's all about the narrator's voice. Yeah. Totally, dude. Oh, I can't make the, I can't make the like, connection. Well, if, if that guy yeah. sucks, it ruins the book, and you yeah, just might yeah. as well read it. Yeah, like, I will not I listen to a book that Seth Rogen reads. It's just not happening. He'd, oh, no he'd be like, But I've been wanting to read that book, I and I decided I'm going to try audio book. Actually, Please that is not the first that. I lied. The first one I tried that Meat Eater's latest one, The Long Hunters. Did he read it? Yes. Him yep. and, um, which I like his voice, and I, I especially like. Um, Giannis? Uh, nope. Bear Grease. Uh, he's going to come on the pod, oh, too. Yeah, yeah. Um, Jesus Christ, sorry. Um, me too, man. Brain fart. Yeah. Big time. Keep going. Uh, yeah. Anyway. So they narrate the book? So they narrate the book, mm-hmm. chapter by, or like. And they do it good. It's not like one whole chapter. It's like boom, and then this section, and they're like mm. going back and forth, kind of. They did a really good job on that. I'd love to do something like that. Um, but I think they wrote it too. Yeah, that sounds like a long process. Alaska uh, book. Oh, the Alaska book. The Michener. Yeah, we'll do the Michener. The, the Michener. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's, yeah. That's yeah. Logged. But Steel anyway, trap. anyway, trap. I want. I've been wanting to read that Ordinary Wolves one. It's I fucked up it's and I audio on the audio, audio, and it's like way more money. So I'm pissed yeah, off. Oh, now. you don't have enough. But I'm going to save yeah. it because I think it'd be a really good teepee play. Yeah. Like when you're hunting and you're reined in and mm-hmm. you just throw it on for you and whoever you're camping ne- with. Next time you want to try one of those, just let me know. <coughs> we'll use credits from my Audible account and then you don't have to pay for it. Yep. Because okay. I love those Audible uh, audiobooks. It's Clay Newcomb. Clay Newcomb. Yeah, that's right. Clay Newcomb. Clay Newcomb. Who, who's supposed to be on the show and we were supposed to be on his show. Right. Um. I think he, it was right during hunting season, dude. We're yeah, all like we're gone. Not, not have you heard? Not. Have you heard the Bear Grease podcast? 
Mm, no, I, I mean I'm familiar with Meat Eater and, and Steve Ranella, but no. well, Bear, this is Clay Newcomb. He's like an Arkansas, I want to say Arkansas boy, mm-hmm. all about bears, and he really goes into American history stuff, which I really like. And he'll yeah. like describe like certain yeah. characters Hunts and stuff with, like that. Hunts with yeah. mules, right? yeah, cool dude, great podcast, great voice, or don- great voice. That's important, yeah. great voice. Yep. Sorry, Jack. Go ahead. Here we go. So, how did the term mushing come to be? Oh, right, 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 right. That's tough, dude. Hmm. Wow. Um, I'm going to have to have you go first because I've gone first the last yeah, two times. Yeah, you have. You had some really compelling answers. Uh, mushing was the name for... It was derived from... Mm, I like that. Trying to come up with some big words here. I mean, I'm That's flexing. Good. Derived. Yeah, this vocabulary app. I've been working on this shit. That's right? two syllables. Good. Yeah, derived uh, from <laughs> the original communication call from human to dog. Okay. Man. Good. Shitty answer, but I'm just gonna go with it. I'm gonna say that it is also a derivative of some sort of oh, word. Shit. Next word. Derivative. That's three syllables. Oh, I'm gonna look that up. Um, to hurry, to go quick, to ah, go with pace. Sense of urgency. Sense of urgency. Good job. Um, I first want to say that the you know how when people are like, "What do you say to the dogs to get them to go?" Yeah. And you know, if you've been around sled dogs, the harder part is trying to get them to stop, right? But mm. there's only. Most people just say, okay, all right, here we go. Okay, something like that, you know. But Ryan Reddington will literally say, he'll let go of his no hook, let go of his brakes, and he'll say, mush. And it's so cool. I heard him do it at, like, the uh, Copper Basin, and I was like, oh, what? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he just said mush, and he's, like, the Iditarod champion? You know, uh, that's kind of cool. That's uh, how you win the Iditarod, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I'm, I might need to start. I'm, if he I start mushing, I'm going to start doing that. Because it's like, you know, when you start on a run, and they're, like, super well-rested, and you, it's like, you can say Rumpelstiltskin, and they're going to go. You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, anyways, uh, I'm pretty sure I know the answer to this. but may, uh, Maybe the internet says differently. Uh, I believe it comes from... Back to the French. The French word yeah. marche, yeah. which means oh, to march. Oh. means to walk uh, or to walk. And uh, it's and a quick historically... Pace, maybe? Uh, yeah, mushing. Okay, I mean. It's a recent development that we were riding on the back of the sled. It used to be that the musher would march or walk in front of the dog team with snowshoes and create a trail for the team to follow. As they oh, would pull the be carrying through fresh powder, you know, a load of wood or mail or whatever it is, oh. is my understanding. Yeah. So the only thing I would add to that, quick pace, is that, and I think like <laughs> walk in a timely is fashion? like march, like the way they're saying walk, because it's like walk with the exclamation mark, you know. Mm, okay. It's like not like let's go on the walk, you know. Fucking like um, But the only thing like I would hurry, add is see? it's the Americans that the heard them saying marche, <laughs> uh, and, and then her, her they adopted it. it mush of out of that. Yep. So and this all happened in you know the same time, you know, like when uh, the Louisiana Purchase type kind of okay. okay, you know, headed heading west, huh. heading west. Yeah, yeah. So like maybe a hundred years after. Uh, um, That's incredible history that. That whole um, Hudson Bay and all the oh. people coming from the north and the trappers and all that. 
so French, the French English. had a lot to do with there's the mushing a, situation. Yeah, yeah, I didn't. There's right. the whole mush scene was. You, you could know. do another like hundred trivia questions on all the explorations that went north up towards the the art the polar and you know the, the like the Sweden north, that ice caps yeah from both sides yeah. and from Canada and then in also the Arctic I mean that's how they we you know what Scott not Scott um Edmondson made yeah. beat, beat yeah. Scott by like what five five days or something because of the dogs mm. yeah to what was uh, the beat him and doing what make it to the to, to the, the south pole. pole to the pole to the south the, pole. The pole. To the races. south pole. Yeah. yeah. Oh, 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 you're right, right, So right. the Norwe- Bird trip no- or whatever. It's uh, Admanson was racing Amundsen. Admanson was racing Scott. Okay. Um, um, so like the it was the Norwegians against the British. Dude, that's so cool that they're just the, like that. That's like a culture that I wish was uh, still around uh, where people yeah. are like let's just race to go to the moon just because. Yeah. yeah. No one's, <laughs> no been, one's here. been there. We're gonna first. put our flag. Oh, the Russians want to do it faster and better. Morning. All right. Yeah. Uh, before you go on, um, Icebound is a book title of the book. Really good book mm-hmm. about those early days of not really mushing, but ships that would try to go to the North Pole mm-hmm. and trying to find different. Oh, routes right. And trapped, yeah. and then they're up there in like norway or whatever and the polar bears and all the crazy icebound yeah good book um before you go on i want to um we were talking about the uh directions and you said that uh he said mush to go is there general every single musher has g for left or whatever for right Mm -hmm. what's what Uh, what uh ha is left and g is right and what's stop whoa but stop you can say you can yell whoa until you're blue in the face but you're not they're not going to stop unless you like you kind of hit the brake they feel the resistance you say whoa their ears hear that and it's kind of a combination mm. of those the resistance and the verbal cue and there are teams that can train their dogs to just straight up stop without the brake but it's like exception it's an exceptional thing it's to trigger, be able to pull maybe. off and that's why you know you fall off the sled like eddie he might have been yelling whoa you might have been yelling, gee, is a trick that has hap- worked in the past. Oh, I think they hit the burners when that happened. Yeah. He well, was like, whoa, and they're like, mm, yeah. just go. I he said, yeah. go, yeah. and he said, whoa, or go. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, you know, I fell off the sled one time, and it was like in the backyard, so to speak, of, of our training area. And, I, dude, I remember I was, I, was, I was following my buddy Alex, and then I, like, there was this, like, branch that was, like, out kind of – angled 45 degrees towards me on the trail and i was like that looks like some weak ass branch like i probably just kind of you know uh, shoulder it, you know one of those and then it just like jousted me straight in the chest <laughs> like, straight back and then i totally lost my team and they like all every single head like felt it that every dog felt it they all simultaneously like looked back and they like saw me there and then they just like exploded forward they're like all right peace and and alex was behind me and so he like came around the corner and he saw me standing in the trail without a dog team and immediately knew the situation and like i got on and we start pedaling like in the back of the sled and we're pedaling and it was like a cop scene dude and we're trying to catch this rogue team (laughs) and it's like a really windy hilly trail and ended up like crashing the sled around a tree not too far ahead and nothing was wrong but it can go much worse than that you know so it was but it was a, it was ended up being a fun a fun thing to look back on like that leads me to another question before we get through sorry jack this it's is all super good. long-winded we, we, we um really what about like uh technology um 
maybe like upgrades or things like there's so much like tracker GPS and like stop whatever. and like you know is there some sort of thing that is there <coughs> rules for that like you can't use this you can't use that uh, there used to be like you can't use any two-way communication but it's just so hard to enforce so you know you couldn't send texts to people who tell you that hey so and so is two miles ahead of you yeah you know and but it's really just hard to enforce that without breaching yeah like i was thinking more like signals you know, like, like every dog has a thing you could signal mm -hmm. it like left right oh like, like three taps the musher and their left. dog team yeah like maybe we're thinking 2040 shock collar yeah i think that's my thing a couple decades <laughs> yeah. ago there on that yeah. okay all right yeah, yeah. That, yeah, yeah. No, no, you gotta get that neuro link for the yeah. the dog <laughs> yeah neuro link all to you and then you're just like gee oh, on your head <laughs> the dog just wears a suit an ai suit yeah just goggles you're just he has, he has you're the just apple, back, the you're apple just back at home just feeling everything they feel just you're not even there <laughs> you're at your house <laughs> virtual the dog's at home paying bills for you <laughs> all right we're back okay oh, we'll just do trivia. let's just do one more okay um this one is what's the first like I'm, i don't want to say real dog sled race but like I guess mid first recorded. Like there, there used to be the, at some point before this one, there was these like short ones. But um, what's like the first like real distance dog sled race and when? So, what was it? How far? When? Quebec, seven hundred miles. It's all French now. <laughs> <laughs> French better not let me down now. He's learning. He's learning. Go back. There was uh, a theme at one point. Quebec, 700 miles. Nineteen twelve. Moscow. <laughs> yes. To Sochi. Yes. To Sochi. To Sochi where God. there is no snow. Yes. <laughs> To deliver. They come in in the mud. Yeah. What yeah. year? This is like 1877. All right. Sean, don't look so serious. Okay, man. we're talking. <laughs> this guy's racking Do you see him? He's looking at like, talking, these assholes have no idea. Like a real race. <laughs> a real race. All right, here, bear with me. Here, we're talking, think Mediterranean Sea. We're talking Morocco. Oh. Okay. What? The desert. Right? We okay. had desert mushing with desert. Do no, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. You had me so. That's good. You're good. You're good. Oh, that was, I was awesome. Like, I was like, that, that happened? I was like, that sounds awesome. Man, I it's like hair, hair, hairless, hairless dogs. <laughs> yeah, hairless dogs out there just to get to ride on a sandboard or something. I don't know. They average 18 miles an hour. <laughs> the sprint dogs do do that. Uh, I'm I'm thinking that the, I, I, Leonard Seppala is the guy that did the serum run, and he was running races in the 20s. I don't remember what the race was called. Um, maybe like all Alaska sweepstakes or something like that. Is that what Do it, you fucking know? <laughs> oh, yeah. he's got oh, it. Damn. Yeah, it is. Yeah, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, and how long? How far do you think it was? Uh, I'm gonna go. It was 1920s. Said the dude. 300. So 1908, 408 miles, and it was called the All Alaska Sweepstakes. Damn. Yeah, they, I, said yeah. I was so pumped close. doing this research because I learned about Sepala, you know, Sepala, and there's a street in my neighborhood, and all the rest of the fucking streets are named after mountains. Mm. And then I was like, why the fuck is this one here? And finally, like, oh yeah, because Balto. But you know what you always say when you're about to go to Balto? Do you want to 
to go. To go. To go. To go. To go. The original. The original Because Togo did the harder. Yeah, Balta just finished the race, dude. Like this dude did the bulk of the thing. He did all the work. Yeah. And then it was like what twenty two different mushrooms. It's like when the guides carry all the meat, and then the the client just carries the rack. Yeah, it's Togo and Balta. Man, was it a hundred hours or was it a day and a half? I think it was a hundred hours. They did it. I need to read more up on that, but my understanding is, yeah, but Balta did like the last he, thirty miles or right fifty miles or something, and it was like a two plus hundred mile push by that one dog team that Togo was leading. And Balto was it was a quite oh, the, uh-huh. or, that well Togo was leading up until Balto replaced him because right. Togo got oh, injured. Oh yeah, Togo the <clears throat> Balto got it. Yeah, yeah, he did. Well, he did the you know the stretches before that one, right? Togo. So yeah. it was 20 different mushers in their respective teams. Mm. But the one that did the hardest section was um, Sepala with the Togo dog. And right. then when they got relieved by the lap for the last, I think it's from the just that last checkpoint. Yeah, like or safety whatever. or like just outside safety. And yeah. he had mm. Leonard Sepala had like his B team at home and his handler, so for less lack of a better word, mushed back with a fresh team. And they traded out the dogs or whatever. It's like and a relay race. Yeah, it was. It yeah. was a relay. Yeah. 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 Twenty different mushers. So. Yeah. And yeah. it was like f- super cold, like f- cold and windy, like 40, 30, 40 below. Yeah. Like January. Yeah. So Balto made that hard pull, and then just, uh, I'm sorry, Togo and Balto got to finish looking pretty. Yeah, and then he got to tour the country, meet the president, get a movie, Disney movie. Yeah, yeah. And Togo just went and lived the quiet retirement in lower 48. But uh, Balto is, uh, you know, um, preserved in Cleveland, and we have, you know, Togo where the, he really belongs. So in the end, Togo yeah. wins. Togo, you know? <laughs> Fuck oh, it, who oh, wants Togo to be Togo is on 4th Avenue. To- Not Balto. No, no, no. Balto is is Fourth Avenue. Togo's taxidermy is at the Iditarod headquarters in Wasilla. Oh, that's right. What was in Cleveland? You said Bal- the real Balto. His taxidermy is oh. in Cleveland. Oh, Balto is, but Togo is up here in Wasilla, right. where he belongs. Fox, right. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. Love yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, sure. And a statue in Central Park. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So what what do you think is like? the future like the outcome of like the whole dog racing thing like is it this is something going to go on for the next hundred years you think it's going to pedal out as as sponsors and and protesters or PETA and like what's your opinion on where this where this leads I think uh it you know definitely has hit a dip in the last decade maybe but I do see a trend a great really positive good trend you know the Knick 200 was almost completely full with, I think their max was 40 mushers. They had like 38 or 39. Um, all of, most of them were like young names I'd never heard of that all mm. had their shit together too. Like typically you hear these new names and then they kind of, you're like, oh, these out. guys got a lot to learn, you know, when you see them out there. <laughs> Yeah, kind of fuddling around. But they're coming but in, the, more they're coming in prepared and, and stuff. Yeah, flipping. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so there's on, young blood. There's I'll young, there's like, young blood. Yeah, I mean, it's like the 16 year old girl won the Connect 200, beat Ryan Reddington and Brent Sass. You know, really? Yeah, yeah. Uh, she's, that was like front page news. Uh, 
you know, and and so there's a lot of these these younger mushers that are showing up, and may, maybe they're not going to be the career mushers or whatever, but you know, you see when you see young people running these events, you're like, all right, well, eventually they're going to want to run the Iditarod, and maybe they'll do it once, maybe they'll do it ten times, I don't know. Um, but I do th- like the trend because you got you know the Jeff King and Swingley and Boozer and and just Mackie and all these these guys are retired or you know Susan Butcher, Lance, you know girl. Susan mm-hmm. Butcher. So now we got you know these guys that are now in the prime, people like Pete Kaiser and Nick Petit and Richie Deal mm. and Brent Sass. You know those guys are now the elite mushers to beat, and then you've got people coming up. People like Eddie Burke, people like Amanda Otto, uh, that are, you know, their second or third Iditarod, and 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 they have got a badass dog team, and they could totally, you know, make a run for it. And so you, it's I've, I'm, it, the numbers are picking up. You know, we there were we were down into the 30s of total mushers in Iditarod a couple of years ago, and now we're back up into the 40s, and and and. I like what I'm. I like what I'm seeing, and 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 you know something like the Cusco 300. I promise you, 100 years it'll be happening. Mm-hmm. It's just not that that race is. They they could have no one come from Anchorage and they'd still have a race. Okay, you know, that the locals ra- will still do it. It's just such a big part of the Bethel culture and mm-hmm. Antioch and yeah. all those villages out there, and so you know we know that's going to happen. And the Iditarod is just such a logistical nightmare to be able to pull it off and get 30 veterinarians to volunteer and get 20 plus checkpoints figured out and, and mail all that bales of straw and all that, those drop bags, you know, it's just so challenging to pull off and you need so literally by the hundreds volunteers by the hundreds. And so the, you know, the way to keep this thing going is having people be excited about it, want to be a part of it whether it's sponsoring a dog on your favorite dog team or it's flying up to Alaska, getting flown out to cripple and helping rake up some straw, the dog teams that camp out there, you know? So, um, I think that it's a long way to say winded way of saying that it's sticking around and it, my, I'm going to do everything I can while I'm around to continue to help it grow in any way that I can. So, uh, I, th- I, I like the direction it's going cause I was feeling pretty dim, pretty grim, pretty down about mushing in a couple years ago. Yeah. And now you're like, people are waitlisted for these races. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, that's, you know, yeah. it's, it's a lot harder to get into. It's yeah. like back in 20 years ago, you could come up to Alaska, buy five acres for five, 10, 15 grand or whatever in Willow and go and buy yourself 15 dogs for pretty cheap and food was cheap for the the kibble and everything was cheaper so there's that and then you know there's there's a number of different hurdles but uh, you know it's it's tough to get into and you don't need to start with iditarod but these people are starting with 200 mile events and and there's only one way to go you must go a little longer well thank you for what you're doing to bring light to it as a young exuberant energetic personality in the mushing world, you know, and I'm glad that we were able to bring you in to talk about it and bring Eddie into it because this is something that we've grown up with. I, I don't know if you know, I've hot dog stands downtown and I've worked, I did a rod since I was, you know, 15 years old. So I've been a part of it and known many of the mushers and see what's going on. And 
Um, I think that it's a truly Alaskan cultural um, landmark event that happens. I did run in all the other races, and I think it's something original and cool. You know, and it's I, it's kind of sad to see that like the running of the reindeer like brings out more people than the actual dog races. Right. But I still feel as if like there's a lot of hope and there's still a lot of energy going towards keeping this thing alive. That's been a true like Alaskan and French and Canadian yeah. and oh, Russian I mean, yeah, tradition, mm -hmm. you know. So thank you for, for, for one coming in and talking with us, taking the time and for bringing light to like an energetic thing to like young people and people you might have on YouTube and Instagram or maybe some of these old who Susan butcher didn't know about YouTube and all this yeah, stuff that no was going to be going no, on, yeah. you know, No. and now it's like, there's going to be videos and people are going live, you know, from the trail. Like, mm -hmm. It's like, yep. it's a whole new thing that I, I feel same as you do that. This is, could be a resurgence, you know, mm -hmm. and I'm happy that you're a yeah. part of it and that we can shed a little light to all of our audience and listeners on what's going on. And hopefully more people show up on start day here and the real start in Willow and, and know if you can get out there or anywhere along the trail, which is like, so much fun to bring your family out there and just yep. camp out and have fire and cook dogs and burgers and watch mm -hmm. the racers go by. That's such a fun, like, weekend thing to do. Yeah, get out. So I want to say thank you to you for being an outsider, coming in and just just diving straight in and, and making it happen yeah, and man. shedding all this light to what's going on. Yeah, I really appreciate you saying that. And, of course, thank you for having me on. And, and yeah, I mean, these mushing communities are super tight and there's a lot of people – and that's the, that's the tricky part about that Anchorage start is, like, there's just so much happening in Anchorage all the time. And if you're, like, a regular Anchorageite, you're like, oh, like, another Saturday, what are we going to do? It's like, oh, the Iditarod starts tomorrow. Oh, okay, I guess we'll go check that. You know, it's like, and then you go to Willow, and everyone's, like, everyone's there. Yeah. Or you go to Knick, or you go to Glen Allen or whatever, right? So it's that's tricky. That's what the real vibe is, right? You know, it, it, is, mm. it is a different vibe, but... Yeah, it's 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 an amazing community to be a part of, and yeah, I'm just trying to pull pull more people in, and 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 you know, it, I think it, if you really like like are curious about the Iditarod, and you want to go onto the website, it's it's kind of tricky to like know what to look for and what you're seeing, and I think I view our podcast as like a supplemental content to the Iditarod Insider. And, you know, we're, we can help you navigate through following the race, trying to follow the GPS tractor. What are they, what are these terms people are using, you know? And so if you're looking for something that is, you're, you're not, you're like on the overwhelmed on the, I did our website and you want to check out something that's not going to cost you any extra money. You come check, see us, you know, mushing Alaska podcast and, and we really appreciate you got, you guys having us on man. And, and, um, shout out to my brother, you know, wish he was up here uh you know i, I almost was gonna see if he could get up on the tv with us but um oh we should try to call him yeah, we'll call him late. i don't know yeah, let's see if we can get so is he, is he still working there is he still up uh i sent like him a text that said are you awake and he he didn't respond that was, that was like <laughs> uh, 30 minutes ago so we tried Who, who's your favorite this year for that did run um dallas yeah it's just like oh, undeniably nice. yeah the yeah. favorite i think um you know he's he's uh, hungry and he's careful and calculated about his training and uh he's got a lot of resources you know a lot of dogs he can choose from i think his dad you know is probably gonna maybe pr potentially provide a couple of dogs that have been training with him and so he's just got a 
he's got a good chance, and you know he's not messing around out there. Yeah, he's pretty. Dialed and he just in. just knows how to like make the right decisions. Yeah, yeah. And I, that's I, the toughest part about this: making those good those calls. Those and people seem to always make the wrong choice out there with that sleep deprivation and being in the cold, and mm -hmm. you think you're seeing something that you're not. And he he just he's every single race he's ever been in. Once so when, when he initially broke the top five, since then he's never he's never left it. You right, know, right. All these guys, Brent, Nick, Jeff King, you know that they f would win the Iditarod, and then or come in second, or it was like some years to come in tenth or ninth. It was like you don't, eat, and that's still really good. Right, yeah. but, oh, and, and yeah, like totally. people like if you finish thirtieth place. Or you finish in fifteenth place. It's like so easy to like watch the race and be like, yeah, they're just kind of taking it easy. It's like no, like finishing twenty <laughs> eighth in the Iditarod is insane. It's still like a pretty fast pace, and to be finishing you know top five every year, even when your dogs aren't doing what you wanted them to, and maybe you maybe you made a mistake here and you made a mistake there. He always seems to pull it together and finish up in that near the top. Mm. So. Yeah, him, and then of course you know Brent is a is a good choice, and and Pete Kaiser, and but I'm excited about the new names. You know, Eddie's got a new team this year, so I, I would I would be I think it'd be like an underdog situation if he finished top five, top five, you oh, know, yeah. or top ten. I think that's you know I think he knows that, but I think he he's been training him really good, and I think he's making something special happen with that dog team and we might the culmination of it could be in the same years on Ditterod. Huh? Yeah. And you know Amanda Otto, she's finished fourth in the Knick. Um she's got she's been training this dog team every year for 4 years since they were literally size of a potato and you know that that there you can't re replace that kind of level of connection with your dogs, and she's not mm -hmm. the only one. Hunter Keefe, you know, he's been working for Ryan Reddington and Ramey Reddington, and has this incredible group of dogs that he's been working with. He just finished fourth in the Cusco. He's like twenty five, you know, and he just like me, like you know, showed up to Alaska when he turned eighteen. And was excited about following the Iditarod growing up. And then he's like, maybe I'll try doing this. And then now he's finishing fourth in, in the Cusco. Oh, and it's awesome. crazy. You know, almost winning rookie of the year. So, yeah. yeah, there's a lot of, like, these younger names that well, their coming out party could be this year. Yeah. You know? Yeah. What do you think about Great this prospect. thing? Like, once they get to, like, safety or the one before safety when they're – White when, Mountain. White Mountain. When they, when they you know, like, Dallas, he'll, he'll sh shed – the dogs right like mm -hmm. he, he'll he'll drop down to five and just burn what what do you think about that strategy versus you know the, like the traditional where it's like okay we're, we're running with as many as we can yeah that's that's a fact I, I i don't know like that's kind of uncharted territory for me like that it's a crazy decision process but if you got five dogs that are just totally bulletproof you just know they're gonna crush it then and you've got three other dogs that you're like, they probably could make it, but this is a long run, and it's probably one of the harder runs of the whole race, and it's the last run of the race. It's Maybe a power play in overtime. It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's a, it's yeah, a right. move. Yeah, who's on the ice? Yeah. 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 I love it. I love it. Put yeah, your best, put it your best out there. Let's just try to call your brother really quickly, and if he doesn't answer, <laughs> yeah, he doesn't yeah, answer, yeah. and then we'll, yeah. we'll run it out. What One, what's the number? Uh, seven seven zero four nine zero. Three seven zero nine. He's gonna be like, uh, what? This poor guy's gonna get phone calls from everybody. <laughs> yeah, oh, we just gave his number out. Yes. We so did. Oh yeah, and it's on the screen. 
<laughs> and if he doesn't pick up, then we just really. <laughs> so this guy can give you free tickets to any game in Vegas. So. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. He, yeah. Whoops. I don't know if it's going to work here. Our uh, internet's a little slow. Let me try again. One. Seven seven oh. Seven seven oh. Reset. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Seven seven oh four nine oh three seven oh nine. Three seven oh nine. I don't know if it's gonna work. Internet sucks here. Alright, you got no lucky. No we'll get our tickets yeah, tomorrow. Lucky. <laughs> we'll get it. Well, yeah, but, uh, it's well, gonna call me tomorrow morning. Well, Someone I, call here. <laughs> and I and I and I listened I listened to a handful of your guys' recordings and uh yeah, dude, his I was trying to figure out what what the the setup was because I, I I didn't quite realize he, he was full time in Georgia or oh yeah, like yeah. up here he's sometimes like full time lives in Atlanta has a wife and, and a I'm kid. sure there's some bits and pieces I just missed to kind of like connect the dots with that but um, that's really cool that you still have that connection like you left home to come live this kind of cool unique lifestyle and then still share it but then like intermix the two and then bring understanding back home through a family member really cool thought process on that and uh to your point the resurgence like that's a really great word because it's like fresh change of the guard the mm -hmm. the, the change of the face the name the energy the style like i'm just gonna call it out on a lot of this shit right now the dinosaur way of handling shit, a lot of stuff needs to go by the wayside and start letting some of these younger faces and people come into these organizations and and things and change it to the way it is now. They should almost have I mean, like I, a camera crew that's just... I'm not going to go into yeah. detail on some other organizations, totally, but like, it's cool to live see. Live from the trail. Iditarod yeah. looks like it's still going to hold on to its traditions and its values and, and culture, but like it's letting the new kids and people come in and influence it. Mm -hmm. and change it it might be you know it might take it's some time. Yeah, it, it's it, happening but if you if you if you grew up here and you followed these things right recently we've gotten into going to hunting banquets you know a csi or sheep foundation banquets and like you see all these things are ran and you watch these old school traditional ways starting to like Okay, like we gotta change some of the stuff. The good old boys club, the way. good old boy yeah. shit. Like, yeah, but yeah. but I I feel yeah. like as a casual, I did a rod, a viewer follower, uh, born and raised in Alaska, you can see a paradigm shift in how I did a rod is versus the way it used to be. Yeah, and they, I think it's exciting. They need like like what happened uh, leading up to the NHL uh, Winter Classic. They. They kind of like follow both teams and character like, character buildups of, of mushers and right. profiles and, 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 and then it follows through and it's like yeah you know it's only eight episodes on HBO or whatever but that's like what mm. you know in mm. in lieu of live excellent live sports coverage which we're not gonna get like this is like what we could yeah get. like the F one series or it, the you know what they do with the football before yeah, the gonna, season. I was yeah, gonna say, yeah. you need to do fucking I did a rod hard knocks. Yeah, that's right. Oh, I did a rod yeah. hard knocks, and you yeah. just sell it to fucking so Netflix, funny. dude. It's like interviewing the dogs. You're like, yeah, you know, I really wanted to be a lead dog today, but <laughs> look, coach didn't think I had what it took. So I don't know. You gave me some beaver tail though. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, 
Sean, thanks for coming in, man. Thanks oh, for sharing thank your you time. Guys. Alaska, thank you for listening. Uh, Mushing Alaska Podcast. Um, that is mushing.alaska.podcast on Instagram. Check out your local greens. Check out a double shovel. Check out the event that we're doing on February 16th. Thank you to all the sponsors. Any last minute things, boys? Nope. I did around 2024. Let's get excited about yeah, it. Right? Yeah, it's yes. imminent, dude. Four and a half weeks. Yeah. yeah. Good luck to all the, the mushers countdown, out there, man. man. We'll be out there drinking, <laughs> watching. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Alaska, stay wild. You remember my speaking to you of what I call your overcautiousness. Are you not overcautious when you assume that you cannot do what the enemy is constantly doing? The Alaska Wild Project podcast is brought to you by the following sponsors. Barney's Sports Chalet, supplying hunters with the best hand-selected gear since 1963. The exclusive home of Frontier Gear, built for the rugged Alaskan terrain. Your one-stop shop for all your outdoor needs. Visit Barney's today at 906 West Northern Lights. Big Rays, the Alaskan outfitter, committed to outfitting Alaskans across the state since 1947. Whether you're a recreator, parent, guide, or corporate buyer, Big Rays has the gear you need tailored for Alaska's harsh conditions. Check out their new exclusive line of aerobic waders. Big Rays for all your outdoor gear and rugged work attire. BigRays.com Tailored Restoration 24-Hour Emergency Home Services. Helping Alaskans restore their dreams since 1972. Services include fire, water, mold, post-emergency cleaning, repair, and remodeling. Give them a call in Anchorage, Eagle River, Matsu, or Fairbanks. Hit them up at tailoredrestorationalaska.com. Total Truck and Alaska Overlander, Alaska's premier supplier for custom automotive accessories and overlanding products, providing all-inclusive rental vehicles and trailers custom outfitted to explore the Alaskan backcountry with a unique and convenient traveling experience. TheTreehouseAK.com, located at 341 Boniface Parkway, Alaska's own and grown cannabis and CBD store. Ask the bud tender what the strain of the day is to get your 10% off. The Treehouse, where the culture lives. AKO Farms, located in Sitka, Alaska, built from the ground up with concentrates as their single motivation, with exclusive products such as their sugar wax, full-spectrum diamond sauce cards, and more. Ask your local bud tender about AKO. Marijuana has intoxicating effects that may be habit-forming and addictive. Marijuana impairs concentration, coordination, and judgment. Do not operate a vehicle or machinery under the influence. There are health risks associated with consumption of marijuana. For the use of only by adults 21 and older. Keep out of the reach of children, and marijuana should not be used by women who are pregnant or breastfeeding. Lawn Pro AK, Alaska's year-round professional property maintenance team. Services include weekly lawn care, custom landscaping, fertilizing, weed control, turf repair, and more. Schedule your free estimate at lawnproak.com. Alaska's OG Cider Company, Double Shovel, crafting gluten-free colonial-style ciders, founded as a healthier non-inflammatory brew option. Drop by their pop and tap room in Anchorage off of 58th and Arctic or visit the second location in Kodiak. Double Shovel, award-winning ciders. Alaska Mining and Diving Supply, located in Anchorage, is our go-to for powder sleds and utility rigs. Whether you're in the mountains with the flat bill bros, running trap lines, or hauling freight, they have the selection to get you dialed from peaks to the valleys. Find them on Commercial Drive or akmining.com. If we never try, we shall never succeed. This proposition is a simple truth. And it's too important to be lost sight of for a moment. If we cannot beat the enemy where he now is, we never can. It is all 
easy if our troops march as well as the enemy. And it is unmanly to say they cannot do it.